This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, October 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an off-duty Philadelphia police officer was carjacked on Wednesday night in West Philadelphia. The officer was returning home from her shift at the airport at around 11.20 when the incident happened. Police say two armed men wearing black clothing carjacked the officer at Hazel Avenue and South 46th Street. She was not injured. Uh, the suspect drove away in the officer's 2012 Toyota Camry. The car was found about three blocks away on the 4800 block of Osage Avenue after it hit a porch. A police uniform was on the ground next to the vehicle. The suspects ran from the scene. This latest incident comes as carjackings in Philadelphia are up. As of late September, there were 456 carjackings in the city. That's an increase from last year's 409 and almost double from 2019, which had 225 carjackings. We had a little bit, um, not exactly in my area, but on the periphery, it started to happen and then it stopped. I think they like a neighborhood yeah. watch and people were, were interceding but a lot of the homes have um sort of back common drive you know driveways yeah behind the and, house right the which alleys, provides yeah. cover oh, yeah. for carjackers right i've seen a, a lot of uh stories of, of carjackings being up around the country yeah this year in particular you know what um and it's amazing what like the community watch programs do um, they, they help they do help. Yeah, so they help. I knew somebody who um, moved into a very nice neighborhood, big houses, and uh, very nice, you know, everybody drove nice cars, and they were being targeted. The cars were being targeted, right. and a lot of people were keeping their uh, the doors open, I guess. And so, um, not carjacking, but that, you know, they would go, they would open the car doors, and then, uh, you know, and a lot of the houses had surveillance videos. And, uh, that's they helping, then, too. But they then started to break into the houses. So they, you know, they kept calling the police, and they, they couldn't catch them. Like, you know, they, could, they didn't know when the guys were coming, but um, they were able to to kind of do like a they took shifts and they did a watch of the neighborhood and you know so far it's been good but those community watch programs do help yep my neighborhood they just throw slices of cheese on your cars <laughs> wait, but is that in a defensive way maybe yeah wait, did that is that sort of oh yeah you don't remember that for, wait, the cheese. Had cheese he had ago. cheese slices on or maybe it was last year or no i think it was like two years ago people were <laughs> they were going and they were throwing single slices of american cheese, cheese. is that on cars Okay. And it just, you know, it's it's a vandalism <laughs> thing. It just gets it's sticky and gooey and stuff. Is that it's... the Ninja Star version of uh, the dairy industry? Yeah, yeah maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> those things will sail, especially yeah, if they're in the cold. That's yeah. really funny, the well, cheese. So that stopped, right? You, yeah, 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 that yeah, stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Community Watch and cheese. And cheese. <laughs> Newly released video shows the moments after a quick-acting mother jumped into a manhole to save her one-year-old son. The mother called 911 after she noticed her 14-month-old boy went missing at a Union, New Jersey playground on September. September 23rd and found him inside of an exposed seven foot deep manhole containing approximately two feet of sewer water. The waters were deep enough to reach the child's neck. In the video, the mother is heard screaming for her son, Henry, as she called 911. But while she was on the phone, she noticed that her boy began to drift away. She then jumped into the manhole and grabbed the child before the water could sweep him down a tunnel and police say into an underground area that would have been too small for them to access. So she got him at the last minute. Oh my God. Yeah. When emergency response arrived on the scene. Both mother and son were alert and conscious. He's not in there anymore. I got him out, the mother has heard saying in the video. He's fine, but the manhole is open. They were taken to the hospital, but neither were seriously hurt. Officials believe the manhole cover was displaced in the aftermath of Tropical Storm Ida and credit the mother for saving her son's life. Crews later inspected the park to make sure that all of the manholes were covered. 
The school district of Philadelphia announced some major changes to its school selection process on Wednesday, beginning in the 2022-23 academic year. Rising students in kindergarten through 12th grade can identify a school they'd like to attend, even if it's outside their assigned catchment area. The district will also now allow, uh, they'll also now be using certain equity-focused criteria and new centralized lottery to admit qualified students at certain schools. Other changes include zip code preference that will be applied at selection criteria-based schools for students who meet the minimum qualifications. School selection and wait lists will be managed centrally. PSSA scores, letters of recommendation, and interviews are not required for eligibility or admission. Superintendent Dr. William Height said it is our hope that this year's changes will start to create a more equitable academic experience for all students who choose to participate and improve their chances to attend the school of their choice. When you said wait list, I thought you said wait lifts. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm like, they time. have to see how much you can, uh, you can deadline. <laughs> all right, Barbie, you got 250 on the bar. <laughs> Let's see if you're getting into sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused for a moment there. You know what, though? This is something that's unfamiliar to me. Like, you know, uh, having to get on the wait list for the school that you want to attend right. and not going specifically to the school that's in your zip code, you I'm know? I'm with you. I, it's it's an anomaly to me personally, yeah? yeah? It's, it, well, you're also, that you have good school districts, but for, for many parents, they're like, yeah. this, right. this is something right. that is so supported mm-hmm. to and give important. their kid the best shot. Yeah, it's a big deal in the yeah. city. The online application will be available in nine different languages. School officials said students or families who need support for the school selection process can connect with their school counselor. The application process began at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. In sports this morning... <laughs> The National League wildcard game was last night in Los Angeles, and the Dodgers won it with a walk-off home run. Chris Taylor hit a two-run shot in the bottom of the ninth inning to give the Dodgers a 3-1 win. Justin Turner homered earlier in the game, and the 106-win Dodgers advanced to the best-of-five division series against the National League West champion Giants, who won 107 games to hold off their rival for the division title. Game one is Friday night in San Francisco. The two American League division series begin tonight. The afternoon game features the Houston Astros hosting the Chicago White Sox at 407 and tonight in Florida the Tampa Bay Rays will host the Boston Red Sox at 807. And after missing the Chiefs game because of personal uh, a personal matter, Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson returned to Philadelphia. The 31-year-old was not at the complex yesterday morning as the Eagles began their preparation for Sunday's game against the Panthers in Carolina. According to reporter Derek Gunn, it is not likely that Johnson will play this weekend. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hi, right, thanks Kath. Nick just uh, highlighted a text that came in. It says good morning everybody. Have a great day. This is from Diana and Jim in Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Florida. Checking in this morning. So thank you. I love I when we hear people had a couple of Florida check-ins, or yeah. at least people out of state. We had a call from somebody the other day uh, who was listening in Florida, and I forgot what uh, the topic of conversation was. So uh, thank you guys for those of you who are streaming around uh, the nation, maybe around the world. We um, love it. Feel free to let us know anytime. I got an email yesterday from uh, a girl named Lisa. She, Casey, is from Delco, but lives in Orlando and says she still listens to us every morning. And she was sending me a video of a packing hack. Uh, her and her daughter are going away <laughs> oh, on a trip. Tell, yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's awesome. Is it good? Yeah, it's okay. really good. It's I, I kind of do it, but I don't pack it the way this, this video <laughs> showed. So you take the full outfit. So shirt. Uh, pants, underwear, socks, bra, like whatever you're going to wear with that specific outfit okay. and you lay it out on top of each other and then you basically the pants are on the bottom and then you fold the pants over everything. So everything 
for that day for that outfit is, is in con- one little bundle. Is in one little it's like bundle. an outfit okay. sandwich, right? Okay. And yeah. then you and that's how you pack in your suitcase. You pack <laughs> each outfit in the suitcase. Wow. Okay. She, so her and her daughter are trying that on their trip this weekend. Nice. All right. <laughs> little, little traveling tip there for you, gang. All right. So welcome to Thursday. We do have uh, obviously the cash to give away the money clips that continues two times this morning. That's at eight and ten a.m. And uh, don't worry, we'll give you uh, plenty of advance notice as to when you need to uh, be ready for it and have the word and all the proper info to get your opportunity to win that cash. Uh, we also have a guest on the show at 9 o'clock. We'll talk to Miss Pat. Yes. Who's going to be a punchline tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. So we'll check in with Miss Pat and see what's up in her world. And I think we have some stuff to give away. We've we've ruminated on uh, maybe doing a contest this morning. Uh, yeah. Probably tomorrow. Oh, probably yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I was so. preparing for something that never happened. So, oh, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, we can also, I mean, listen, if we want to whip together, today would be the, a good day to do it. All right. If we have other stuff. stuff. All, right, yeah. Yeah. all right. We'll see what we can do. But uh, right. potentially we have uh, your chance to win some stuff. And I guarantee you when we return, we'll have your opportunity to win a prize with the stupid question. So that is coming up in a moment as well as the, the entertainment stuff. So we'll have it in a sec. Hang in there. Back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just had a last uh, second thought of stupid questions. So I'm going to throw this one out there, and we're going to give away a $150 Fogata Show gift card uh, if you can answer this correctly. What galaxy does Lone Star hail from? <laughs> uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know. I saw a picture of Mel Brooks, and I'm like, I, I can come up with a question, uh, a Mel question. So... Uh, and what what galaxy does Lone Star hail from? All right, call now if you know the answer. Uh, today is Thursday, October seventh. I'll mention some birthdays while we wait for that call to come in. Joy Behar of the View has a birthday. Wow, she's seventy nine years old. Wow. right on the step so of eighty. Years ago, now she was about to leave the show because she had this cosmetic thing that she does look good for her age. She really does. I think she was using her own product. And she was going to go off and make millions and millions on oh, that. Really? Okay. Remember that? Was she was oh, going to leave the show. She was involved with this company, and then nothing. Okay. I, I the quick story. I saw you said cosmetic. I saw somebody who had, uh, I believe it was a facelift yesterday, leaving the hospital. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Like I mean. It's brutal. Oh, were they yeah. fully fully bandaged, or were, could you see no huge I could swelling see, and I could see the and... I could see the stitching from like the yeah, top man. of her head down. It went like I like That's behind, the, like down not... to her neck, behind like all her hairline, and then behind her, like at her hairline, were two tubes e. that were like I guess draining, draining the yeah. fluids and the blood and oh. Yeah, oh so Rochelle had, uh, she, she had, uh, years ago, um, um, a tummy tuck mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of liposuction, and they, 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 they leave these tubes to yes. drain. To drain. It's, yeah. Dude, it's, 
It ain't an itty bitty thing. No, when, when, you, when you get these procedures, and, this, and then on your face. Oh my she, god! And she, ha- I mean, you could see like the blood and the scabbing and the stitches, and then her, both Looking of her, good. Well, yeah. both of her, <laughs> both of her eyes were black and blue. Her, it yeah. looked like her, no, like it was. Just, I've got, it was I've got brutal. a story concerning yeah. uh, facial surgery coming up in this entertainment report. So I'll get to that in a moment. Oh, kiss you. Oh, oh my god. god. Uh, Joy Bayar, seventy nine. Oliver North, Ollie North, yes, the, uh, Iran Contra scandal figure. Uh, he was all the rage back in the eighties. He was in the news constantly. He is uh, 78 years old today. Uh, Vladimir Putin, the uh, former prime minister of Russia and Russian president. Apparently is, throws himself out of a party, Preston. Uh, 69. Yes, he That's does. That's the deal. Well, I'm sorry, former. Former prime minister, but, but now Russian he's president. president. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so yeah. He, uh, he wins those elections so easily. It's, it's kind of funny. I know. It's, uh, they just well, love, yeah, they, they love, they they love the love heck him. out of him over there. Uh, Desmond Tutu, Nobel Peace Prize winner, celebrates his 90th birthday today. An inventor of a often worn dancing uh, outfit. Uh, the Tutu. The Tutu. Yeah, yes, I did see the namesake. No, he's not. Uh, Tom York, singer of Radiohead. Uh, is celebrating his 53rd birthday today. And they were re-releasing two albums. Uh, Kid uh, A? Recently. Uh, yeah, and... Um, um, I can't remember the name. Uh, Amnesia or not? Amnesiac? Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they put the two uh, titles together. Yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. And uh-huh. made, That's right. Uh, they made one and I forgot Kid what it's called. Amnesia. Kid Amnesia. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's it. And then it was uh, Karma Police was used, I think, quite effectively yes. in Ted Lasso. I agree. As it started playing, I'm like, wait, I think it's Karma Police. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was played very, very uh, well into the subject matter. To that point, I'm waiting for them to release a collection of music featured on Ted Lasso because I would buy it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, he's 53 today. Simon Cowell Ooh. has his birthday. Of so talented. In the X Factor. <laughs> Hey, he made a career out of uh, out of being a judge. He's a multi millionaire. Before that, I guess he was a producer. Yeah, right? he worked. He worked in in, in the record industry. Yeah. And uh, could I, I One Direction is his find, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so he celebrates his sixty second birthday today. Uh, it is also John Mellencamp's birthday oh. today. Yeah. And a big one for him. He turns uh, 70 years old. And he and Bruce just recorded a song together. It's we, a good song. Yeah, we played it the other day. And I have uh, news about him coming up in Music News. One of the things that John Mellencamp, besides music, and, and more so now, is he is an artist. Yes. Uh, it is, it's a very big part of his world. I remember seeing uh, Sammy Hagar has this interview program that he's had for years. And he and... John got together, and it was at his art studio, and that's pretty much what he does now is paint. Well, we, we've said this, both you and I have said it, uh, one of the best concerts I've ever seen was him at the Jones Beach Theater in New York, uh, went on and every song yeah. after another, a hit, the, the, the entire audience singing along, it was amazing. Yeah, I've seen him in like three or four different yeah. tours, and every single one of them, you leave just yeah, yeah. feeling great. Uh, he is uh, 70 years old today. Also, turning a year older, is Tico Torres. Hey! Drummer for Bon Jovi. For all these years, man, he's one of the mainstays in the band. That's a career to have. Oh, most definitely. Steady work. Yeah. You don't make waves. Right? I like this song, man. I've heard this in my uh, so Tico turns uh, 68 years old today. He's wow. a super nice guy. Uh, yeah, you know what? I've never met him. Oh yeah, he, he's been here a couple of times, and uh, I've met him with Pierre, and uh, he's just you know him and David Bryan are just kind people. I've met David before, and he is one of the nicest. He really guys. is, and he, so I got to believe that Tico is as well. So Tico, Tico, uh, last birthday is Tony Braxton. 
uh, the R&B singer, uh, and... Unhef My Heart, wasn't that the song? Uh, no. Unbreak, unbreak My, my heart. heart. Oh, Unbreak My Heart. Uh, and she is, she's a stunner, man. She is. She's just beautiful. Remember years ago she had like a an implant blowout on her? No. Yeah. A breast I, implant? Yeah, I think that was the case. Um, and what was the name of her show? Braxton Family, Braxton Family. Values? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she celebrates her 55th birthday today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. In what galaxy does Lone Star hail from? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Jenna and see if she can get it. Hey, Jenna, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jenna, what uh, galaxy where, uh, is Lone Star from? Somewhere in the Ford galaxy. Yes, the Ford yeah. galaxy. <laughs> Okay, so I don't get that joke. It's a car. It's a car? Ford Galaxy? When I was a kid, I didn't get it either. Uh Because he says it's somewhere in the Ford Galaxy. Like, he hits the word Ford pretty hard. And I'm like, Uh I don't get it, but... (laughs) Ford made a car called, called the a Galaxy. Galaxy. Okay. The Ford Galaxy. <laughs> and after that, I found it hilarious. Yes. All right. So, Jenna, we are going to set you up with a 150 Fogo to Show gift card. And when you order at Fogo, uh, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experience this card table side, and you can go to Fogo and discover what's next. Makes a re- what's next. Next. Make a reservation for uh, Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. We're looking at, uh, at some old... Ford Galaxies. Cool looking. I thought it was a cool yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, all right, let's get into the entertainment report stories. We'll start with Lena Dunham. She's not interested in the criticisms about her weight that have flooded her social media since she posted her wedding photo last week. Uh, the girl star wrote on Instagram, uh, one narrative I take issue with largely because it's a story I don't want other women, other people to get uh, lodged in their heads is that I should somehow be ashamed because my body has changed since I was last on television. She said, firstly, uh, and then this is in quotes, did Lena eat the cast of girls? <laughs> Says, just isn't a very good joke. And I could punch that up for the t- for the tweeter if they need it. Uh, secondly, it's ironic to have my body compared to a body that was also the subject of public scorn, an echo chamber of body shaming. But lastly, when will we learn to stop equating thinness with health and happiness? Uh, she also points out that her heavier body is being compared to one from a time when she had, quote, an active addiction with undiagnosed illness. Uh, she said, I say this for any other person whose appearance has been changed with time, uh, illness or circumstance. It's okay to live in your present body without treating it as transitional. I am, and I'm really enjoying it, she says. So she had a whole bunch of medical, like Big really time. bad medical yeah. situations and painful stuff going on. So yeah, People are such dicks sometimes, don't they? <laughs> I saw a woman, she's this British woman, uh, and, and her tweet went viral the other day because she had run a marathon. She's a heavier woman right, yeah. who had just finished a marathon. Oh, no. and and posted a picture of herself crossing the finish line and it was supposed to be the celebratory thing for her friends and people started piling on her for being overweight yeah. she had finished a freaking marathon. A marathon Nick, yeah. come on what was your favorite joke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she posted a subsequent one you know and, and sort of defending herself and i get where she was coming Listen, from you're damned if you know, do and damned if you don't so yeah. it, it's just yep. uh, move along so, I would like to see this, the forthcoming HBO Max documentary, What Happened, Brittany Murphy? Yes. Promises to reveal details about the clueless actress's final days and her relationship with her husband, Simon Munjak. We never quite got the full confirmed story on it. Yeah, according to uh, People's Account of the documentary, Munjak had a history of conning people and even abandoned his pregnant former fiance in New York City. Uh, the film also gives insight into Murphy's final months with makeup artist Trista Jordan saying her eyes were so 
sunken. She just seemed so sad. Uh, she wasn't herself. She was in so much pain. She had uh, Bambi legs and couldn't stand up. Wow. Uh, the two worked together on the star's last film, Something Wicked, in 2009. Uh, what Happened, Brittany Murphy debuts on uh, the 14th, so a week from today. Uh, Kieran Calkin recently opened up to The Hollywood Reporter about the death of his sister, Dakota, in 2008. Uh, the Succession star said that that's the worst thing that's ever happened, and there's just no sugarcoating that Are we, we aware he lost a sibling? That, no, no, I didn't know I that. I never heard of this. Uh, Dakota, all, uh, known as Cody, died at uh, age 30 while she was crossing Lincoln Boulevard in Marina del Rey. Oh, boy. Uh, according to Kieran, the death devastated his entire family. He said each one of us handled it very differently, and I think everyone was just torn up inside. He said, I still weep about it uh, out of nowhere. Something funny she did will pop into my head and will make me laugh, and then I'm weeping. And sometimes it's knowing that she's not going to meet my kids, and they don't get to have her, and it's hard to describe what she was like. Mm. Uh, Succession Season 3 uh, is coming up on the 17th on HBO, so that continues. Um, all right, so the story that I uh, was uh, teasing a moment ago, Kathy, about uh, facelifts. So yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is worried that plastic surgery is wiping out generations of beauty. The 62-year-old actress uh, said the current trend of fillers and procedures and this obsession with filtering and the things that uh, we do to adjust our appearance on Zoom are wiping out generations of beauty. Uh, once you mess with your face, you can't get it back. And she has first-hand experience. After being prescribed painkillers for a minor cosmetic procedure in 1989, she had developed an opioid addiction. Yeah, that, remember so. that, yeah. Uh, but she's saying it's a bad idea. Now, didn't you send over a clip this morning? <laughs> There's a clip of her addressing um, the yogurt endorsement we know her uh, from oh, for many years, yes. and, and the way she describes it I thought was hilarious. Okay. Activa, I think right, it was, right? Right, right. Uh, so, yeah. When did that come over? Today? It should be this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marissa, she's sending if it over. If you can grab it. Yeah, yep. she's talking right, about right. how she wanted to have spend more time with her family. All right, here we go. It's the reason that I sold yogurt that makes you <laughs> for seven years. Don't. I've been doing commercials for a very, very, very long time. Partially so that I could ameliorate all of that distance from mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. Because it allowed mm-hmm. me to earn money and stay home. <sighs> it's the reason it I... Crap. Yeah. yeah. As you asked... <laughs> Uh, so. Did you ever see the Kristen Wiig uh, parody on SNL? She was playing Jamie Lee Curtis, and they were shooting the commercial, and she's there. Remember, she had her legs up on the couch as Jamie Lee Curtis did in the commercial. Yeah. She goes, I love this. And then she gets a look on her face like, <laughs> duh, like panic, like, oh, yeah. I gotta go. Uh, people are supporting that Scott Disick is dating again after oh, splitting that's right. from Amelia Gray Hamlin last month. Still talking about this dude? I guy? know, but listen, he keeps, you know, he's with these pseudo-celebrities, you know, uh, he, the he, Hamlin he's a family. So, yeah. I know, I know. A source told the outlet uh, the split from Amelia was sudden and unexpected. He was pretty shocked about it. He was, has uh, slowly been dating, but is not serious with anyone. Uh, he seems good, though. You know what caused it? Uh-huh. Sadly, I do. You remember he commented on a picture of Courtney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, that got yeah. this uh, Leah uh, Remini and Harry Hamlin's yep. daughter upset. Yep. And so she broke it off. Yes. I'm an adult man, and I know this. <laughs> I, I didn't want him fiddling around in, in uh, Harry Hamlin's. With no, Harry Hamlin, I don't think he was Harry here. Hamlin. He was a nice guy, and yeah. we liked him. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't. Harry really Hamlin know. wasn't a fan of it either. I'm glad this is over. Uh, Billy Lord, yes, uh, love her. Says that she learned a lot about what not to do as a parent from her late mother, Carrie Fisher. Uh, the 29 year old actress uh, said, uh, "My main job uh, when mom was alive was taking care of her." 
and making sure that she was okay. I was her main support, and I was uh, seven for a lot of the time. Jeez. And wow. that was really hard, and that's why I grew up really fast, because I was her best friend. I was her mother. I was her kid. I was her everything. And that's one of the things I'm learning not to do with my kid. Uh, she added that uh, she will not put that kind of pressure on her one-year-old son, Kingston Fisher. Well, kids want a parent, you know, not just a, a buddy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, so Carrie Fisher was, was she a complete wreck? Or? She was a complete wreck. Yeah. Um, she was addicted. And, and uh, Postcards from the Edge is her talking about her, her addiction and uh, all the stuff that she went through. Uh, the, her kids love love the hell out of her, you yeah, know, but yeah. they, they do recognize that she was, she'd gone down that path. Uh, Billy Lord is fantastic in American Horror Story 1984, Preston, which is that homage yeah. to slasher films. If you get some time to watch it, you will love it. Yeah, you definitely had, have recommended that I finally one. watched uh, the movie called uh, Booksmart that came out a year or two ago, and she's in that as well, and right. she's great in that, too. Uh, Kathy Hilton used to track down her oldest uh, daughter by calling the New York Post. (laughs) (laughs) When Paris was out partying in the early 2000s, the uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star would call the city desk and ask if they knew where she (gasps) was. That means she was out of control. Paris, hurry. Take down the wiener. (laughs) Uh, Kathy told the um, uh, podcast she was on that she could usually tell her exactly where she was. Uh, She could usually tell exactly where she was. She uh, she said, this is the way uh, I live for years. My husband had to get up and work in the morning, so eventually he'd go to sleep. But I was up waiting all night. Uh, the elder Hilton admitted that her daughter would sometimes go missing for days at a time. It's kind of a smart move. The yeah. people who are paid to follow them are getting called upon by the parents to tell them where they are. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. Desperate Housewives stars James Denton and Terry Hatcher are going to reunite... For the Hallmark movie, it's a holiday movie, yeah! by the way, A Kiss Before Christmas. This is perfect. Kathy, you remember that relationship? He was the handyman? Yes. The stubby oh, handyman? Yes. Uh, it'll be the first time the pairs were together since uh, the ABC drama ended in uh, 2012. Are they going to be at the Candy Cane Festival at Christmas Cove? Uh, they have to be. I mean, it's the big event of the, know, of the village. When, when my wife passed away years ago, I didn't know how I had to go on without her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so those and you like children too, and you have a puppy. <laughs> I bet those. Start, well, I mean, they already have the Christmas ones on from time to time, year round. Yeah. Oh, my God. They? oh my God! All the time, year yeah. round. I watch. Uh, uh, I'm a sucker. Kelly Clarkson has scored another court victory in her divorce from her husband, Brandon Blackstock. Uh, this one involving home ownership. What do you hear about? Yeah. The stuff that she owns. It's amazing. A judge ruled that Clarkson gets to maintain ownership of a ranch that the singer owns in Montana. Now, I did read that that's about a $10 million property. Yeah. Uh, the court cited the couple's prenuptial agreement in rejecting Blackstock's petition that the ranch, along with two other properties owned by Clarkson in the state, uh, is marital property. Uh, Blackstock is currently living at the Montana ranch. Clarkson and Blackstock's divorce has been marked by legal battles, including a labor dispute over Clarkson's management fees under Blackstock's firm, as well as custody battle over their two children, daughter River and son Remington. Uh, Clarkson was awarded primary custody of the children last November. So she filed for divorce last June after nearly seven years of marriage, citing irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split. The Montana Ranch is not the only real estate owned by the original American Idol. She owns an $8.5 million address in Encino, California. (laughs) And she sold a seven-bedroom, nine-and-a-half-bath mansion in Nashville, Tennessee for $6.3 million in late June. 
So she's got places all over. Listen, and she's got her her talk show. She is the one who's sort of been crowned as the successor to Ellen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, life is good. And she's a great singer, man. You know, so... Uh, her he, was, unex- he was managing her, right? Yeah, and yeah. she said her unexpected divorce has been difficult to navigate. She said, I've been talking to friends that have been through a divorce. Uh, this was during an appearance on the Today Show last year. She said, uh, I don't know how people go through that without having some kind of outlet because it is the worst thing ever for everyone involved. You know what she said was very cathartic, Preston? She threw slices of cheese at his car. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It's going around. Hey, um, when these stars and these people have these various homes all over right, the country. right, right. Are there people staying in there all the time? You assume there's some sort right? of, ins- if it's like an eight, nine, ten million dollar place that it's not empty. That there's somebody at least who comes know, to, does maintenance on it. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. pay a staff to keep it clean right. and, and do that. But you mean using it, right? Yeah, uh, just to make sure that I don't it's know. Not well, there's there that was it's a, being guarded. I met a guy this summer, Casey. He was a driver, and so it was his, his summer job was driving a bus, uh, and this was in, in Washington State. And his goal was to get to Aspen in the offseason because he wanted to be a, a home caretaker for billionaires, for people that had their second homes in right. Aspen. And so Ooh. he had friends in that community. That's what their jobs were. And I like so, that job. Yeah, I mean, it's a great job. His summer job was driving this bus around these beautiful areas in Washington State. And that's what his goal was was for the winter was to do that type of thing. So, what were we saying, Preston? We were what? saying earlier, don't be the guy who owns the Learjet. Yeah. Be friends with the guy exactly. who owns the Learjet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I so I have friends who have uh, multiple houses and um, two two separate families, not related whatsoever. But um, one does have a an employee; they pay him a salary um, all year long, and he's not just. I mean, he does stuff; he takes care of their properties. But yeah. he could be at any one of the properties at any time. Like it, it just depends. Like if they're having, you know, they're going to go down to one of their their other houses, they'll send him down first to prep the house. Okay. And Do you sense he gets gets paid a lot for that? It's, Is that- I mean, a good it's, his gig? Full, it's his full time yeah, job. Yeah. He has a family. He, he's got a wow. wife, kids. So wow. that's his full time job. So I would he gets you, enough. You, you would get paid a fair amount because you're having to leave for uh, yeah. stretches of time. So you know uh, that's a big inconvenience out of your family life. Yeah. And but also, then, you're but, at a certain point when you're cleared and vetted and you are trusted. Right. Then you can probably move within the industry to other people. Right. Uh, I, I, this guy. I mean, I, this guy's been with them for years. Like, I think this might be his lifelong gig. But I have another friend that also they have their family has multiple houses and they don't have they don't hire anybody to come in i mean they'll have people that take care of the pools and the landscaping and the cleaning of the house and all of that but their houses sit empty until they go down to spend time in them okay uh so uh, by the way kelly uh clarkson is set to release her ninth studio album and second christmas album when christmas comes around on october 5th 15th and by the way uh, the album's lead single is called "Christmas Isn't Cancelled, Just You." Yes, oh, which is. <laughs> I thought we had a. Cl- we might. Is there a clip of that case? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. When would that have it was come over? A, like two weeks ago, I think it might have been when oh, they okay. talked about it. And uh, I'm sorry, it's Kelly Clarkson. Right, right. right yeah. yeah. Will you uh, cert- do a little quick search on Kelly Clarkson in our audio file and see if you can come up with that? It's right next to the Guarini file. Uh, uh, we have a lot of Kelly Clark. We, we do. Um, just it's okay if we don't. All right, we don't. I don't yeah. see it. All right, uh, Machine Gun Kelly has privately apologized for his mean tweet about a new movie that he stars in called Midnight in Switchgrass. In July, on the same day that the film hit theaters, Kelly tweeted, "If I don't talk or tweet about a movie I'm barely in, it's because it's garbage." 
Uh, actress Lala Kent said that Kelly seemed remorseful in a text message she sent to her husband, who is the director, Randall Emmett, mm-hmm. uh, based on the true story of a, Texas serial, of a Texas serial killer. Midnight in the Switchgrass tells the story of an FBI agent investigating a sex trafficking ring who comes upon a serial killer. Well, Lala. And this is where he met uh, Megan Fox. Okay. Uh, on that movie set. And, you know, so he rips the movie apart, but the people who are relying on the movie, you know, people who are not as yeah. uh, popular or have as much access to money as he has could be hurt by him. He's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> He's an idiot. And yeah. it's got some stars in it, too. I mean, it do. Know, Bruce Willis and Camille Hirsch. Yeah, Megan Fox. So yeah. shut up, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, let's see. After two, After a two-film stint... As the DC superhero in 1989's Batman and 1992's Batman Returns, Michael Keaton is set to reprise his role in the upcoming film The Flash. And he says that the very iconic costume he wore still fits 30 years later. I don't doubt it. He Uh, stayed in good shape. Yeah, the actor who's 70 years old now confirmed his Batman suit did not have to be taken out during an appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He said, svelte as ever, same dimensions, same fitting. Hmm. I love that when that costume, when I first saw those pictures appear of that Michael Keaton, I love the the way, the, the art of the of those two films, the costume, everything. It was a resetting of the way people thought of Batman. But I did see something tweeted out, Preston. I don't know if it's real, but it's from the new movie, The Flash, that is the one that he's talking about. And it looks like a hybrid Flash Batman costume in the picture. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because it's going to be a multiverse right. thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, anything yeah. can happen. Uh, when Colbert asked uh, how it felt slipping back into the superhero suit, um, he had said it was great. Uh, Michael Keaton um, had said, well, by the way, the, uh, the, the movie with Ezra Miller as uh, The Flash <clears throat> excuse me, is about him uh, traveling through parallel universes and he meets different iterations of DC's classic superheroes like Keaton's Batman. And Keaton said, they had to explain that to me several times. <laughs> uh, he told The Hollywood Reporter uh, he was especially excited to play the Caped Crusader again because of what the role means to millions of fans around the world. He said, what's really interesting is how much more I got Batman when I b- went back and did him. Uh, he said, I got this on a whole other level now. I totally respect it. I respect what people are trying to make. I never looked at it like, oh, this is just a silly thing. Uh, it was not a silly thing when I did Batman, but it has become a gigantic thing culturally. Uh, it's iconic, so I have even more respect for it because um, uh, what do you? Know, what do I know? He said, uh, "This is a big deal in the world of people, and you've got to honor that and be respectful of that." And even I go, "Jesus, this is huge." Yes. So he, I remember reading something of him a while back, like he's never seen. Any of the Marvel stuff, mm. he has no personal real interest in that. He's not big into it. Um, yeah. But he gets the cultural significance of it in, right. the, in the world today. Steve, let me ask you a question, because I think that it's cool that yeah. this is happening, and, and then Affleck's going to be in it as well. But I also kind of wish I didn't know that they were going to be in it. That, I that know. Was a surprise. It, 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 yeah. it would have blown you away right. in the and, theater. And so that uh, like experiences like that, like getting blown away in the theater, it, I love those moments. Uh, and there were a few that happened in Endgame. Um, but my question is, is it possible to keep these things secret anymore? No, not this. And especially I think this was something they wanted to float out because uh, of the uneven track record of the DC movies. Yeah. Uh, and so you need, a, you need a hook like this to get people in. They did do something that was interesting with the, 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 uh, DC, the uh, CW version of the, the series of The Flash. They did have Ezra Miller in 
Oh. In that as the Flash. As a multiverse as what, yeah, thing? Yeah, as a multiverse thing, okay. you know, briefly. So it's cool when they do that. When it catches you completely off guard, listen, I can. here's something that correlates to that. At the end of Split, when Bruce Willis right. is sitting in, uh, <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah. Or in uh, in WandaVision, yes. uh, when they brought on, um, uh, now I forgot the name, Evan, Evan, Evan Peters. Yes. Yeah, uh, Evan Peters. Uh, you're like, oh my god! I don't know. Wait a minute. Right. That does. How, how can you do that? Uh, it's it's cool. And yeah. You just you just gotta let it. You just gotta take it in. And let it, it happen. Sometimes uh, people will work like uh, an audience will work with the the the, uh, the the feeling of a movie and try to protect people from having something spoiled. Right. And that's cool when that happens. Yeah. But if you want to, you should go quickly. <laughs> I have a story about spoiler alerts. Maybe we'll find a way to squeeze right, it in cool. this morning. Uh, but I have one last entertainment story. Tina Turner is letting go of the rights of her music for a reportedly hefty cost. Uh, on Wednesday, the legendary songstress announced that she sold her music rights along with the rights to her image, name, and likeness to publishing company BMG, and that transaction was worth about $50 million. Whoa, whoa. You know what? I would figure it'd be worth more than that even. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but she's, uh, I think she's like 81 years old now, and so I guess she just sees it as... I'll just take the big payout. I, I yeah. You know, what am I going to do with it? Yeah, it, yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if she has what what her story is on her heirs or anything like that. But nonetheless, she said, like any artist, the protection of my life's work, my musical inheritance, is something personal, and I'm confident uh, that with BMG and Warner Music, uh, my work is in professional and reliable hands. I think uh, they're going to do some rehabilitation work on the Thunderdome with that. Oh, Preston. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, with the new move, she lets go of the rights to her hits, including uh, The Best, Proud Mary, and What's Love Got to Do With It, just to name a few. That's awesome. Huge hits, yeah. If you haven't seen What's Love Got to Do With It, oh, man. You, you need to. Angela Bassett's amazing. Yep. All right, next clip. Uh, the clips. Here we go. Let's do this. The new teen mystery series, One of Us is Lying. There's <laughs> about five high school students who walk into detention. But only four come out alive. And in this clip, star Melissa Colazzo introduces her new character, which is Maeve. Here we go. Maeve Rojas is Maeve Rojas is Bronwyn's younger sister who is pretty fresh out of remission with a very long childhood fight with leukemia. And she's more than happy to make up for lost time, but all that time that she spent in the hospital. Hey, what happened? Uh, one of Us is Lying is uh, will begin streaming on Peacock tonight. Preston, there's only one Maeve for me right now. Yeah, and the boys. Yes. All right, here's the next clip. No One Gets Out Alive is a British horror film based on the 2014 novel of the same name. And in this clip, director Santiago Mangini uh, explains the excitement of releasing his first film on Netflix. Let's roll it. It's an incredible feeling to be able to be in this position. Just that alone is it's just, I can't, you know, I count my blessings. Just the fact that several years ago, I'm just some guy making short films and just trying to make it. And then all of a sudden having this opportunity is just immense. So I just have to like say right up front, I thank you to Netflix. Anyway. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no One Gets Out Alive is now streaming on Netflix for you folks. All right, and there you go. That's your entertainment report this morning. Um, let us take a break because we want to make sure we stay on time properly. We are less than an hour away from the first shot at you winning $500. Yes, you. It might be the very person I'm speaking of. You that walks away with $500 today. Uh, and we have ample opportunity, so uh, we'll get to the first one at 8 a.m. Uh, comedian Miss Pat is going to be on the program, too, so we'll break and come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The MMRE is coming to your neighborhood. 
Join Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show for a watch party at Sports and Social inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, your game day headquarters. Win Sports and Social gift cards and more. Um, you know what? What? Let's saunter into the general store because there are things that need to be taken off of the shelves here, if you don't mind. And head down to the general store. There's the proprietor, Preston Elliott. Don't be fooled. He can put on super huge, expensive tent parties in the bag. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is what we call odds and ends. So these are a few stories that are sitting around. <laughs> I love the general store. To. It's one of my favorite locations. Excellent. Uh, so we'll start with this. Um, the people have spoken, and a chunky behemoth has been crowned the fattest bear in Alaska. Hey! During the state's Fat Bear Week contest, we mentioned this. Uh, Nick brought us up to speed on this a couple of years ago. I love Fat Bear Week. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and this is out of uh, uh, Katmai National Park. Is that how you pronounce yes. it? Uh, in, uh, in Alaska. And all hail 480 Otis. He is the winner. <laughs> he was a dark horse. That's his name, 480 Otis. Yeah, I had him in my, my pool. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He oh, has won before, uh, from what I understand. He's I a champ. Him. Is he a goat? Uh, is that bear I, that, a goat? That, that's a good question, Steve, but he is, uh, I just love his name. I love the name Otis. Look uh, at how he started the season, Preston. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, pictures. He was very gaunt at the yeah. start, and I'll tell you a little bit about his eating wow. habits. Wow. Uh, the brown bear had come out on top after a dramatic transformation following a two-and-a-half-month eating frenzy, gorging himself on salmon before the winter. Otis, a 25-year-old bear who lives in the park, uh, garnered more than 51,000 votes in the contest, overcoming the almost but not quite as hefty 151 walker. Oh, I think I love Otis. Uh, it's Otis's fourth win. Yeah. Uh, and comes before he reaches his peak fatness. But, you know, people say he, he's still down to earth, Preston. Uh, the bear <laughs> overcame a late start in this year's feeding frenzy and was extremely thin when he was observed in July. Otis is also missing two of his canine teeth, and his others are greatly worn, according to his bio. So he probably has to puree uh, that salmon, right? Uh, the bio says Otis must also compete with younger and larger bears who want access to his fishing spots. While Otis occasionally appears to be napping or not paying attention, most of the time he's focused on the water and he experiences a relatively high salmon catch rate as a result. Look at that. So the older guy can uh, can put up when he has to. By the way, Steve sent me a video of a grizzly bear. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a group that's driving in a car, and as they're going down the road, they see a group of bears off to the ro- to the side. Yeah. It's three cubs and a mother full-grown grizzly. And as they get closer, the cubs start running away from the car. The grizzly <laughs> sprints at the car, and it is terrifying how fast this thing moves. When you, you hear it, and you've seen some footage of a bear running at a full clip, this this bear starts to almost pace the car. Yeah. It goes for a short distance, yeah. and what's what's wild is, is the, the cubs are heading the opposite direction. Yeah. Mother is he- they're, heading, they're running away from the danger, and mother is headed right to it. Yeah. And it's wild, man. <laughs> Imagine that coming at you, and you're, you're not in the car. You're gone. Yeah. You're, you're dead. That's it. There's, there, you have no hope of, uh, of fighting that off. You're going to end up in some Otis poop. Uh, As Katmai said on Tuesday to celebrate the crown, Otis was, quote, still chowing down like a true champion. Uh, Brown bears can gain up to, listen to this, 
four pounds a day. Wow. Four eight wow. pounds a day. And Otis was estimated at about 900 pounds in 2019. I don't know what they estimate his weight is as of now, but he's still got a ways to go. So classically, uh, and I, I, I think my understanding of actual bear hibernation is probably um, not completely accurate. They don't, I, they don't really hibernate. They don't. They don't. They, sit, they sleep for stretches. Right. But they'll like wander around in the den and right. then they'll come out occasionally. It's um, not that they are sleeping. Sleeping sound asleep right. for four months. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like uh, uh, they're just really, really lazy. Yeah. Yes. And, and sleep more than they normally would. Correct. Uh, but, uh, yeah. They uh, listen so, to a lot of, uh, you know, what is it, Sarah McLaughlin stuff. Right. Like, calm them down. Yeah. A little yeah. Dido. Let them uh, let them relax a little. Wow, Nick just pulled up that video again. That shows crazy. If you can post that, the yeah. bear goes out onto the highway that they're yeah. on and starts running after them. So. And there's nothing around, by the way. You couldn't hide behind anything. No, yeah, right. Yeah. No. Um, so anyway, Fat Bear Week is. Done. What else do we got here? He knows all about the bear. Now he's going to get some of off the top shelf. What do we have? Syphilis. Oh. Syphilis. <laughs> yes. Nothing like a good social disease. And grab a peppermint candy on the way out. <laughs> Uh-huh. That only happens in really gross places. What? No, oh, yeah, surprised. you know, and listen, syphilis no, case, she knows the story. That's <laughs> why she All said that. All the rise in Delaware County, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hit that jingle again, yeah, Casey. Okay, yeah, all right. All right. What's the story here? Uh, so according to <laughs> officials, the Pennsylvania Health Advisory Network, yeah, uh, Tuesday, issued an advisory regarding an increase in reported syphilis cases in Delaware County. On tonight's mayor of Easttown, I'm pissing fire. Uh, according to officials, uh, current trends in Delaware County will lead to a projected 104% increase in syphilis. Wow. Reported early syphilis uh, for 2021 is expected, or reports early for syphilis in 2021 is expected to exceed 210 cases. What are they attributing this uh, massive increase to? I don't know if they are. They're just, uh, they're in this particular story, they, they just tell you what to keep an eye out for. All so right. during the first half of 2021, Delaware County reported 104 early syphilis, which is primary, secondary, or uh, orally latent syphilis, <laughs> um, cases which has exceeded the total reported number of early syphilis for all 2020. The projected 210 cases of early syphilis reported for 2021 will represent the highest number of cases reported in the county in 20 years. All right. Are they having a street fair to uh, celebrate? Uh, they should. No, you know what? Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's, uh, you know, as far as uh, uh, mm. people being in closer proximity. Looking I mean, for things to do? Th- this is There's this only is, so many times you can play Catan. This is off of 2020 and, and leading into this year, so I'm not really sure. I got you. Uh, females are projected to report 50 cases of early syphilis by the end of this year, which will represent a 178% increase over the 18 cases reported last year. But so why maybe Delco? it isn't COVID. I mean, like, this can't, this Delco cannot can, be the May I throw out something, oh, it Casey? Can be. <laughs> uh, it, it can is I would be curious as to the breakdown in the ages. Yeah. Because we know that right. syphilis is raging through Here we go. retirement homes. Of these early uh, female early syphilis cases reported in the first half of 21, women of childbearing ages 15 to 44 represented 84% of the cases. Wow, so that's not it's it. Not that's not, not retirement age. No. That's uh yep. That's that's so much younger. It's unprotected sex, obviously, yeah. because if you use a condom, your likelihood of getting that uh you know, drops dramatically. Well, so, okay, so if it's, a lot of this was happening during COVID times, could you use 
a banana bread as a contraception. Maybe, okay. maybe. But actually, I was I was wrong about that, Steve. So there were only 18 uh, cases in 2020, and that was the height of the, of the okay. lockdown. So right. maybe it's the opposite of that. People are out banging again. Well, you know they, they I mean? said maybe. the, uh, yeah. what was it, the the whoring 20s. Ah. Yeah, remember that? There's, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. Well, I told my uh, friend is a gynecologist, and she said the, that the sexually transmitted diseases since COVID, like now, she's seeing they're all coming in. She's like, everyone's got because I guess everybody's going out and they're they're you know they're they're stuck in the house. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's it, yeah, it's it's every, it's the coiled spring uh, bouncing open. It's it's funny though it, when you when you hear of syphilis and things like that, that seems like so retro, doesn't it? In the in, yeah, the, in the disease yeah. chain, you know. Oh, that's almost nostalgic. You know what I just realized though? When I'm on the Blue Route and I'm headed south <laughs> and I go past uh, the St. David's exit, my balls start to itch. Really? There you so, go. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's, uh, that's I, I don't know. Yeah, right past I, that. I need me some syphilis. I'll tell you what, though. I have a single friend. Um, she is recently single, and I was so surprised in having a conversation with her that she was already out having unprotected sex. Like, I was like, wait, you, you're not, like, you're not, he's not wearing anything? Yeah. And uh, I, to me, I was so Surprise and and look, she, she I mean she's and been jealous. dating. Well, she was dating this person for a little while, so it's okay, not a. Right. She, she's known him. It's not a complete stranger, but still, I I was shocked mm. at that. Interesting. Does she live in Delco? Uh, no, she doesn't live in Delco. She oh. lives in Jersey. She's gonna oh. start spreading it to Jersey. Yeah, but I think she's from Delco, probably from Delco. <laughs> probably. Anyway. Due to the significant increase in syphilis in Delaware County, Pennsylvania Department of Health is recommending pregnant females receive testing for syphilis at the first prenatal visit. Yeah. Because that can be really bad. It sure pregnancies. can. Uh, any any of those uh, uh, social de- venereal diseases can can cause uh, complications in pregnancy. Uh, so first prenatal visit, third trimester of pregnancy, and at delivery. So Mother, that's... I have a strange discharge. So they are rec- they are recommending. Uh, uh, well, you remember <laughs> syphilis took down. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Simplest took down Al Capone. Yeah, that's right. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Is it about your dong again? Because I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. I'm watching Wheel of Fortune. Let anyway, me ask you. Let me ask you. You got on, a painful, drippy condition. I've heard it before. On on that clip that yeah. you're playing there, there's a second part to it that Bill Weston didn't have. That does From not, my penis does not yeah, feel yeah. you uh, comfortable in you playing. Is that on there or yes, it's on there. So if you you have to stop it, I manually. have to manually stop it. Okay, to I keep was, Bill Weston from driving off okay. the road. Yeah, and the same thing with the Dad, girl. Can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, I stop it there and yeah. here. Mother, I have a strange discharge. Uh, no, and, and, and she she is saying where the discharge is coming from. Yes, Bill doesn't right. like that. So, yeah. all right. I Maybe we should put them in tacked up on the. Uh, I was curious. <laughs> it's icky. It's icky. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's go somewhere else. Let's leave Delaware County. Right. And uh, I'm going to mention this uh, story that I that I talked about earlier uh, when we uh, you guys were uh, talking about um, uh, movie spoilers. Yes. Uh, obviously. That's a bad thing, right? It is. Okay, so... It's, it's, it's a dick move if you intentionally spoil but something the, for somebody. There's a writer from uh, The Week. I guess it's a magazine or... or and, anyhow. Yeah, and uh, a collection of days. So her, name, her name is Bonnie uh, Christian, and she argues in an opinion piece that movie spoilers are actually a good thing, oh. yeah. and she actually seeks them out online before deciding whether or not to go see a movie. I think she's in the... Big time minority on this. Well, I'm going to go a little bit further. I believe she has raging syphilis. Uh, She gives two main reasons. 
She said the first can be summarized as that uh, she's a busy person with twins who doesn't go to the movies often. And when she does make that commitment of time and money, including for child care, in her words, it has to be worth it. So I so you find out the ending of it before you go. That's ridiculous. So I will I can go to um, I know a movie of somebody says, uh, you know, I ask a few questions and uh, this is a spoiler. It's okay. I'm cool with this. In this particular movie, I don't. If it's not like the absolute foundation of the movie that you're going to reveal something, you know, I'm fine with that. So I can know about a movie and a lot about a movie before I go to see it and still enjoy it. But if it was something like The Sixth Sense, yeah, you, you wouldn't want know. that. Yeah, I, I, It's okay for me to know that there is a spoiler. I don't yeah. want to have any indication yeah, as to what, what the spoiler right, is. Right, you know? right. And, and right. somebody, uh, there was a spoiler at the end of The Mandalorian season right. two. And I, I knew that something surprising happened in that episode, but I didn't know what. And my and and I like watching that show with my son. And so I was waiting for Ben to come over so we could watch it together. And like an idiot, I was scrolling through Twitter and somebody said ah. something. And this was like two days after it. Got to stay on social media. I know, yeah, no, but yeah. I tried actively, and it was just uh, Melanie. I'm calling well. you out for for <laughs> posting this, but I was so mad. And then you know, so you have to go into the uh, to the final episode knowing what the spoiler yeah. is. Marissa had that very thing happen just the other day yeah. on social media. I'm usually not bothered that much by spoiler alerts. In fact, sometimes I like it. I don't like knowing exactly what happened, but I do like hearing people talk about the context of what's going on because it sparks my interest more. Okay, Does that but, make sense? But, but the one that I got was blatant. So somebody was live tweeting Ted Lasso. And the most recent episode. The most oh. recent episode on and like a certain Saturday. relationship with someone. And, and mentioned yeah. two characters. And then it ruined it because I was two episodes back. So I spent the entire two episodes uh, bothered waiting for this to happen. And the spoiler that she wrote wasn't even right. That's what bothered me. Oh, because really? my anxiety was so high yeah. about this. She just kind of like... She was, like, live tweeting as the spoiler could have happened, and then it didn't happen. And then <laughs> I confused. obviously didn't. I know. Because I don't, I don't want to spoon her. Did she say that Ted Lasso was dead? No. Yes, okay. you and read the not. same tweet. No, no. She's, she was anticipating something happening, and, and it, it didn't, didn't even happen. happen. I yes. gotcha. So my anxiety oh. was high for two whole episodes knowing that that was coming, and then that ruined it. But, like, I love listening to you guys talk about movies, and then sometimes you'll, like, stop talking because of a spoiler. I'm like, no, no, I want to know, like, a little bit because it does spark my interest. So I no, do okay. so here, align with this woman. Not 100%. I don't want to know the whole plot. But I want to know a little bit more than I'm given from the commercials. So here's an example where I, I, I completely ran to get the spoiler, which is on the uh, the new Venom movie. There's apparently a, like an, uh, an oh, wow post-credit sequence that I wanted to find out about. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Because so, so, I'm like, okay, I will see this. I'm not like, uh, I'm not as charged about this. I, I, I thought the first Venom was okay. And maybe this will really rock my world, the second one. But I, I, I won't lose much if I yeah. know about it ahead of time. I went, I saw it last night, uh, Venom. Yes. I was disappointed at the end credit scene. Okay. Yeah, there was so I was disappointed when I, when I learned about it as well. So Craig Lagans told you that it was uh, earth-shattering, right? Yeah, well, you know, he just said everybody was, you know, was like, oh, my God. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Those, the, the, the post-credit things, <laughs> I don't mind finding out about those ahead no. of time. That doesn't bother me that bad. That, it's such a tiny little bit. And... The best one is Captain America at the end of Spider-Man where he just comes out and he's like, uh, uh, 
you uh, always think something's going to happen in one of these things, and he just kind of <laughs> sits there and stares at the camera, and it's yeah. a total tease. They've That's trained right. us, though. They've yeah. trained us to, oh, sure. to hang out and, and oh, watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Marissa. Can I just throw this out? Like, can we put a, a time period or like a memorandum on like when we can do spoilers? Like, sometimes we'll talk about a movie from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. We'll be like Back to the Future. Well, spoiler alert: we don't want to tell you the ending. Like, no, I, know, I know what you mean, but we, there are people have. who haven't discovered those uh, some of those movies. I sometimes feel a little bit bad about it, revealing if it's critical. Yeah. If you want to, if you like want you said, six cents. I six cents. You don't want to. I mean, occasionally we might reference the ending now and then, but it, you know, I I think you can't be called out for revealing a you know the ending of a movie that's been out for you know twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I you know it, it is if you can try to save it for people who haven't seen it. But we can tell the winner of Dancing with the Stars the morning after it happens. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's like where we are. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, that's we right. don't that's care. You missed you, it. No, thank you for ruining the six cents because I still haven't seen it. What? Oh my god! But it took me. We like, didn't ruin it for you, did we? I did. Eventually, yeah. Like it took well, me like ten years. Well, for that's the thing. If it's ten years, you, it, that's, that's your own you. fault. Yeah. 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 Bruce Willis is dead. I, that's why I was like, please tell me. Wait, but Steve, it's funny you say because everyone was like, he's dead, and I still didn't know who they were talking about. There you go. You guys, did you ever see it? No. Oh my god. I thought you were it's in a great Philadelphia. Movie. Philadelphia's own yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Yeah. It's shot all over the city. I know, and it's shot near where I used to live, too, in Villanova, parts of it. Oh, so disappointed. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Zach. Hey, Zach, good morning. Yeah, Zooks. Yeah, dude. What's up? Not much. So, I, yeah, you guys talk about spoilers. I intentionally spoil movies for myself when it comes to horror films because my wife is huge into horror films. She loves horror films. And I just do not like being scared. I do that's an experience I just do not like. Yeah. <laughs> so the compromise for us to be able to watch horror films is that I will read the entire plot summary okay. so that there is no surprises. All right. So that when we sit down, I can watch it. So I will deliberately spoil horror films. That's so. very cool of you to do that so you can share the experience with her. My my next door neighbor is Steve and uh, his Thanks wife Algenia loves horror movies. He hates them. Mm-hmm. And so they've got that thing about, you know, can we watch this? Can we not watch this? And I think he prefers to know when, um, you know, what's going to happen in the movie. So I, I can, can understand that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, I thought this was uh, interesting, an interesting take on spoiler alerts and actually seeking them out. I didn't consider the uh, the scary sure. uh, thing. Go ahead and put Craig on. Let's let's have him. I know he's, he, you, you don't need to put in a, a description. I know yeah. who it is. So uh, let's get this. Hey, Craig, what's up, man? What up, white folks? Yo, bud. Uh, well, it, because I, I uh, run the Comic Book Gurus uh, podcast site, and I, until we get the uh, podcast back up, it's my job to know the spoilers yes. for our fans. But I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it because I don't want to know anything that's about to happen. And, and uh, Casey, you know, you texted me last night about the Venom thing. I saw Venom in a room full of geeks, so that's why we're shattered. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, 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 <laughs> though that would certainly sway your perception. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but like, little tiny things, like, do you remember in Thor Ragnarok, there was a play about yeah. Thor in yes. the movie? Yes. They're doing it again in the next one. Okay? Okay. And but I, I already know who the actors involved are. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know I, that. I, yeah. I was, exactly. It was such a surprise when in Ragnarok, I'm like, Oh my God, that's him, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to say it here. Who so, it but that is the onus, and you bring up a good point, Craig, because because of the comic book gurus, and because people kind of sort of expect you to know your that that joy cannot fully be part of your existence from here on in. Uh, as you said, Preston, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 
it is tough. Like our, you were just talking about the Batman, uh, or I know about Michael Keaton's appearance. Yeah. In the movie, because the people are, you know, take pictures of him on the set and saying to him, Ben Affleck, and I don't want to know any of that. But when I see it, I have to, I, I don't have to, but I put it on our site because I know some fans, most fans, want to know, yep, you know, yep. what, the, what the new Batman, what the new Batmobile looks like, and what Ben's going to look like, and. Uh, so yes, um, live a tortured existence. I got you, man. All right, hang in there, man. When when do you think uh, comic book gurus are coming back? Uh, that's up to the man himself. Yeah, well, it, well, I will get in touch with you because we're going to do this, go back to the video version. It looked like you guys were going to be able to get back in here and start doing the podcast, but uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, I will be in contact with both you and uh, Rockstar Rob, and let's get it done finally. All right. Let's get it done. I'm a get her done. All right. Thanks, Craig. See you, man. Bye, guys. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Let's, uh, maybe we got time for one more. Maybe two more. I don't really know. We'll see about this. Um, have you guys ever heard? Uh, this is my first time hearing this because I read this article this morning. Tall Zoom energy? No. no. All right. So apparently this phrase has been a topic of conversation in recent months as coworkers who first got to know each other through screens have gradually been meeting in person and as people slowly trickle back into their real life workplaces they're making the sometimes awkward discovery that the disembodied heads that they got used to chatting with actually belong to full people of various heights (laughs) (laughs) and finding out that someone is taller than you thought or shorter than you thought might change the vibe for better or worse. Do you, um, yeah, I, I think in general, do, do you think people subconsciously draw a lot of, of their perception from someone's height or physicality? Um, maybe not enough to make a, a real informed. Right. Oh, I'm not hanging with you. Yeah, 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 yeah but, nothing like that. But it can be like, whoa, yeah. you're tall. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't think any... A lot more than that, unless wow, you are such a blob. Unless people have uh, real hangups over it, yeah, yeah. But uh, it is interesting because Rochelle met a group of people, um, a a, a community that she's in via Zoom called Corn Fam, and um, as uh, things started to get easier and and lighten up, we started eventually going out and socially meeting some of these people that I had only seen via Zoom. That's my only interaction. She was doing it every night. I only glanced every now and then. Right. And I would go, oh, wow, you you know, that person's a lot shorter than I thought they would be, but not enough to make me go. I'm I'm going to the other side of the room. We've, we've got to leave. <laughs> These are bridge trolls. Uh, the University of Toronto psychology professor Nicholas Rule uh, said that uh, telling someone they seemed tall might emphasize that they are in fact not. He says it's two sides of the same coin. I'm not sure how I would feel about that. Uh, are you suggesting I'm some kind of Napoleon? I have a bigger personality than my body. I'm outsized for who I really am. Might okay, be overthinking. Whatever. Might be overthinking that one. Yeah, just a tad bit. You or, calling me a Napoleon? Or they might actually be a little taller than they had expected. So uh, I don't know. But I had never. I I was not familiar with that term. It is true though because all Zoom energy. I still hate the people who don't frame themselves properly on a Zoom call where you just get it like they're they're in the lower left hand corner like. Put yourself in the middle, you know. Oh, yeah. my God. Frame it a little it's bit. It's not Zoom, and this is stereotypical, and, and uh, Bo Burnham has a song called, uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, gonna, what is it? Uh, oh, I'm gonna FaceTime my mom. mom tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna FaceTime my mom tonight. Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. it's called. <laughs> and so all the stuff he mentions in that 
is what I go through with my mother. Oh, it's yeah. great. Steve is just like, you know, my mom is holding her thumb over the camera tonight. <laughs> you know, and all this stuff, all these things that she's doing. And my mom, I mean, like, I see... I see her uh, upper right forehead and yeah. eyeball. Yeah, yeah, I get a lot of nose shots with my dad. I, I, Pretty much it. It looks like a Salvador Dali painting. Close-ups of the ears. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I can understand that on the first few yeah. times doing it. Yeah. Frame yourself. But we've been doing this for a while. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> and her eyesight isn't that bad. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just... I started going over, and, and, and Claire's gotten good at it now, but I will... My wife... But I'll take the the laptop and and bend it over a little bit so she's more in frame. <laughs> yeah. And and I also bought this light that sits right on top of the computer to to so you can make it bright. She yeah. doesn't look like she's you know uh, an FBI witness. You know, uh, and it it all just those little things I think add a little bit more oomph to your Zoom presentation. Marissa, are you looking for? I'm a Facetime with my mom tonight. Because I, I would like to hear a little yeah. bit. See, it's clever. By the way, that Bo Burnham special inside is is just phenomenal. I've I did see it. A yeah, few it's times great. Now, very in- incredibly inventive, and he did all oh, that. God, he by did himself. all that. Yeah, all Locked, by himself. Locked down. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. He's a, he's a super intelligent, funny, uh, unique kind of guy. But um, all right, anyhow, yeah, it's a Zoom thing. Apparently, it's called uh, the Tall Zoom Energy. All right, we can we can do another thing while we're waiting. I'll get that song up when Marissa gets it over. Uh, I thought this is pretty cool. Maybe you've heard of this before. It's called neuromodulation, uh, a device that emits electrical pulses to stimulate certain parts of the brain in hopes of regulating uh, the damage signals linked to conditions such as anxiety, Parkinson's disease, and more. I've seen it used concerning Parkinson's with someone who is pretty far along, and uh, it... It's amazing. Unless I miss... Understanding what I saw, it got rid of it while they were on the device and the person was talking completely clearly. So, Steve, they've started to do some more work with that. And this will be, um, uh, they've seen success in relieving the symptoms of the conditions that we mentioned. But there's one in particular that is, is starting to show some uh, uh, some progress, and I think it could be a game changer. But listen, you're talking about an implant in your brain, so yes. it's not like you can just run down to the pharmacy right. and have this done to the odds uh, ends. But for depression, oh my god, that'd okay. Be unbelievable. So uh, the success has been limited uh, by the fact that many neurological illnesses present differently from person to person, right? Uh, minimizing the potential effects of standardized one size fits all deep brain stimulation devices, especially for difficult to treat conditions like depression. But here's the exception that proves the rule. When a new neuromodulation device developed by researchers from UCSF Health was personalized to a patient's specific brain patterns, it demonstrated near immediate success in relieving her severe treatment-resistant depression, according to a study that was published on Monday in Nature Medicine. Uh, Their stimulation system includes a small device implanted in the patient's brain that continuously monitors neurological activity and instructs two leads in separate areas of the brain to emit electrical pulses if abnormal activity is detected. Uh, The system, which the researchers refer to as a pacemaker for the brain, uh, had previously seen success in treating epilepsy. Okay. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Treatment of this particular patient, who is identified by her name Sarah, began with an analysis of her electrical brain activity. Uh, The researchers plotted out patterns in that activity that matched up with the change in her mood, taking note of where the signals originated, uh, resulting in a map of her, quote, depression circuit, 
uh, that could be used as a neural biomarker linking Sarah's depression symptoms to specific patterns in her brain signals. This is incredible stuff that they do. So the biomarker was then used to program the stimulation device, which is trained to trigger the regional six-second pulses only when specified you know, brain patterns occur. So that depression, they kind of get a marker for it. Right. And this thing can detect that, and then it sends these electrical pulses out. And the researcher said... The improvement, so she, apparently her depression symptoms went away almost immediately wow. when this thing uh, kicked in. So there are a couple things. The thing about getting uh, benchmarks about what, what would be normal for the person, because sometimes I think, and I've heard this set of people who have depression and go on medication and, and say, I'm not me when I'm on this. Like, right. What percentage of the person may genuinely be that... Not you don't obviously uh, depression that borders on on crippling and suicide inducing is horrendous and that people have to deal with it is, is a nightmare. But what portion is if someone is just by nature melancholy? You know? Yeah, I know, and and that's a good question, and I I couldn't even begin to answer from that perspective, right? Because uh, I've never walked in those shoes. But I take an antidepressant every day. Okay, uh, so I have walked in those shoes. I've been dealing with adult right, depression well, my my whole life, and so. Um, for me, uh, it's not about melancholy or not melancholy or anxiety, you know, or, or ang- uh, being anxious. It's about, um, basically stabilizing myself. And so, uh, it's, uh, it's a little less bipolar in my personal experience. Well, let me, let me ask, and, and, uh, you probably can't answer to the se- people dealing with severe depression, but, um, when, uh, like Steve says, you, you take this medication and maybe it, 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 it subsides those really dark, dark things yeah. in your life. Yet you feel cloudy or not yourself. Well, I've had that on different. Those are those are two not good things. Yeah, you know? sure. I mean, and and I guess it's got to be hard to weigh. Well, I'd rather feel this way than that way. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. If those are your options, I think it takes some tinkering, though. I mean, it's uh, you know, it, when you go see a therapist, for example, not all therapy takes, and so right. sometimes you th- see a therapist that might. It's like dating almost. You know, you have to find somebody that you have a connection with, and so I I balance um, uh, medical. Um, treatment with uh, talk treatment with, with seeing a therapist and to me that's helpful however uh it, it took a long time to get to that i took a different antidepressants that were not helpful to me and yeah. did kind of put me in a cloud i took antidepressants that uh had sexual side effects so the, it, it took takes a while i have a great doctor we all have a great doctor he helped with the medication as well but um yeah i mean sometimes people react to different medications differently and they ha- and then they uh, they are afraid of that medication at all but it takes a little bit of tinkering. Well, this uh, this particular neuro uh, implant, um, the researcher said that um, this particular test subject, this woman, Sarah, um, the improvements that, that happened immediately lasted for approximately 15 months. That's amazing. Since she was implanted with a device last summer. And that's in sharp contrast to other deep brain stimulation devices, which typically offer relief from depression symptoms after anywhere from four to eight weeks after treatment begins, despite offering continuous stimulation during that entire period. So this particular one from this particular research facility seems like it's showing really more long-lasting uh, effects. Listen, I, uh, and then the the application, of the footage that I saw of this man who had been absolutely just uh, paralyzed because of the, the, the shaking of Parkinson's, mm-hmm. to have that basically shut off with the switch... It's amazing. Yeah. Where'd you see this study, Preston? Where's it from? It is from, uh, it's from the Justine Just Institute. Institute. Yeah, that's, yeah. What a it's dumb the, question. Uh, I'm so sorry. The, the <laughs> Journal of the Just Saying Institute. I, mean, I am yeah. clearly an idiot. I forgot where we were. Uh, it was brand new. <laughs> well, uh, it, beta euthanasia. Right, yeah. 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 I forgot that that was added recently. Yeah. And, 
So the the <laughs> researchers from UCSF Health, they okay. were the ones that created this. Now, the study was published in uh, Nature Medicine. Okay. okay. If you want to look up the whole article, you can go to uh, Nature Medicine. Or but, just look at the centerfold. Uh, but stuff like this is... Um, you know, you you just hope that they continue and and have success, and and they find that one thing that's that's going to really make a difference in loads of people's lives. I was, yeah, I, you know? uh, yeah. It's 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 we're living in the best of times. Yep. Um. So anyhow, just thought that was uh, uh worth passing. We, hey, we got to close up shop. Time to shut down the neurosurgery lab. And try- the odds. What do you call it again? Uh, the odds and ends. So yeah, yeah. The, the general store. I get. I lose track. It's kind of. It's even the same voice I use for everything else. That's right. Here, have a licorice. Yeah, kid, have a licorice. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, Bring we need your mom around sometime. We... <laughs> wow. <laughs> we need to take a Is break. Back there? <laughs> we need to take a break because we got to get you that five hundred bucks. It may not cure your depression, but it certainly can be nice. Yeah, five hundred dollars. It'll in help. Your pocket. Uh, so we'll return with that as well as the bizarre file. So stay put. We'll grab that. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we're going to dive right into this with a home run story, and we should have an audio clip to accompany this, uh, Marissa. I don't know if you got this over or not, but the police officer... who allegedly had too good of a time at Universal Studios Hollywood, is now looking for work. Turns out being accused of banging someone while on the clock is going to do that for you. It will. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ that the deputy who got caught on a hot mic, apparently doing the dirty late last year, near the Bates Motel on the lot, by the way, Universal Studios. What a weird place to pick. Has been given his walking papers. Uh, After the brass at L.A. County Sheriff's Department looked into the incident, uh, they found that he had he had violated policy. <laughs> uh, the guy can appeal uh, the firing if he wants, but for now, he's not going to be reporting back to work anytime soon. Uh, police say the deputy was ignoring calls from dispatchers who were trying to tell him that they could hear him having sex <laughs> in or around his squad car with what sounds like a woman's moans audibly coming through loud and clear. Do we have this? Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let's hear it. Here we go. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
You can hear the the dispatcher oh, yeah. trying to no, contact her. No. Yeah. Ocean, you have an open mic. Oh, 95 Ocean, open mic. 95 Ocean. Was that him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're at oh, the Bates Motel. Oh, oh my no. goodness. 95 Ocean, 95 Ocean, you have an open mic to hear mic. Oh, oh my no. goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, this is dispatch. Your radio is open. Your radio is open. This is dispatch. Oh, my God. The Sheriff's Department said the administrative investigation is concluded regarding this incident. Uh, the administrative process is still unfolding, and we are unable to share further detail at this time, but we can say... Uh, what we can say is Sheriff Alex Villanueva takes allegations of misconduct very seriously and expects peace officers to hold themselves to the highest moral and ethical standards. Oh, so I wonder, <laughs> is there an actual police division on the grounds of Universal Studios that, that they employ to patrol, or, uh, you know, yeah. how good, does that work? Good question. Yeah. We don't really know why he was there, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> we have that great audio. <laughs> uh, police were dispatched to an address regarding a postal carrier who had exposed his genitals while urinating on a mailbox. Mm. That's how they do it now. That's your postman. Neither rain nor snow. No. Uh, and nor a full bladder. An arriving officer located the postman who immediately said something about emptying a bottle of water. Uh, the officer found this to be curious considering that they hadn't yet asked him any questions about the incident. Uh, when told about the complaint, the man denied urinating on the mailbox. He also became agitated and uncooperative. What's your name, sir? I didn't piss on a mailbox. Uh, the- <laughs> what? The officer then talked to the witness who said that while moving into her apartment unit, she was told by the landlord of an ongoing issue with the mailman peeing on a mailbox. After seeing the incident, she approached the man who had his penis out and she could also smell urine. And that's when the mailman pulled out a bottle of water and poured the contents over the urine. He also began yelling at the woman. Uh, The mailman was cited for public (laughs) indecency. Oh, hello. You're probably wondering what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, a man who decided to strip off and have a nap on his floor after a hard day's cleaning woke up to find a monster centipede had latched onto his testicles. Oh, oh my, where is this? Taiwan. Oh, my God. Those things are huge down they, there. They are big. Uh, the unfortunate man Jesus. Uh, was named in the local press reports as Yi. Uh, or is that just the sound he made? <laughs> Yee! <laughs> He explained to reporters that he was woken by the sharp pain in his groin. What's your name? Yay! And he quickly realized that the arthropod had sunk its mandibles into his scrotum. So on a centipede that size, those, and I'm sure if you've ever seen their their mandibles, they're 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 huge. Yes. Uh, he said, I was shocked and I initially wanted to slam a book down on the centipede. On my balls. I quickly realized why I should not do it. Trying to pull the centipede. Oh my balls! Trying to pull the centipede off only made the pain worse. Oh my balls! So in desperation, he crushed the creature in his fist, and oh my balls! At which point, it finally released its grip. Oh my balls! <laughs> Even so, Yi's intimate area was somewhat wounded, and he took himself to uh, the hospital, and his damaged scrotum was patched up by medic. Oh my balls! Oh. Yes, we know ye. Uh, these these centipedes, Preston, I had, a, I had a praying mantis on my deck the other day. Mm-hmm. 
and there's just something so robotically on your cold dick. and calculating deck. Not deck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on my dong. <laughs> Up until <laughs> they're just there's just like machine like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hate it. Up until that point, it was uh, all fairly standard, but it was then that uh, something very unusual happened. Ye uh, contacted his insurers and was told that he was entitled to a an insurance payout. Let me put you through to the centipede on your dong division. Uh, a representative from Ye's insurers explained that a centipede bite was a highly unusual event. Really? And in fact, in her 10 years with the company, she hadn't heard of a similar occurrence. This is only my second one this week. Uh, as a result, she said uh, Ye's mishap qualified as an accident, and that made him entitled to a payout for a loss of earnings while he was recovered. Oh, my balls! How about that? All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. A man shot himself in the leg while urinating in Times Square early Monday afternoon, police say. How does this happen? Uh, the man who misfired, a uh, 39-year-old from Brooklyn, took a bullet to his right leg at the corner of West 4th Street and 7th Avenue at around 12.25 p.m., sending him stumbling into the corridor of a train subway stop there. He was taken to Bellevue Hospital, where sources said that he was conscious, alert, and likely to survive. Oh, my ball! The shooter was not immediately identified. Sources said the shooting is connected to criminal activity on the block. Uh, the gunplay marks the third shooting at the crossroads of the world this year. There have the been like some full-blown Wild West shootouts in Times Square recently. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, and that's what I have in uh, Bizarre File for you this morning. So uh, you have a little under five minutes now to get the word believe over to us. That is our MMR money clip word. Believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E. So you can text that to the special number, which is 45911. Or you, uh, if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you get to send Believe to uh, the MMR app or at WMMR.com. So please do that now. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Cat Dukes, everybody. My name is Jim Walker, and I'm a home and auto insurance broker. I'm a Delco guy, but my agency is located in the heart of Westchester. We're saving people hundreds, even thousands of dollars every year by shopping your home and auto insurance. And in times like these, who couldn't use some extra cash? Google Jim Walker Goosehead Insurance. Either give me a call or send me an email, and let's see what we can save you. Proudly serving Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Google Jim Walker Goosehead Insurance. Thanks, and stay safe. Next message. Hey, guys, it's Bradley with One Day Roof. One Day Roof understands how tough this past year has been. That's why we want to give back as much as possible. For more information or even a free quote, visit our website at onedayroof.net or check us out on Facebook at One Day Roof. Have a good one. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. A good compliment can make your day. It can make my day. I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, uh, you know, we're fortunate from time to time. Uh, people that l- like this show like to give us compliments, and it's very much appreciated. Thank you. But it's ones that are, like, outside of work. I, I, I'll i give you an example. I was, um, you know, I've been working on my golf game since my shoulder has gotten better. And uh, I was at the driving range, and from behind me, so I'm just, I hit a couple of balls, and from behind me, I just hear a, go, a guy goes, nice, smooth swing. Oh. And I was like... Dude. Oh, my God. I go, I've been working on that. Thank you very much. And it was just like. No, I meant to push that. 
It was just really cool to hear. I had another compliment yeah. like that a couple of days later. Just, uh, golf? I, yeah, playing, I was out hitting balls, and, and somebody had commented on the way I was swinging the golf club and how great a shot I had. I was like... Thank you for noticing. I've been working really hard. So it was. It's so wonderful when you get something like that. I have a. I have a. a it's actually been happening a fair amount lately. My Halloween display and my, my oh, Christmas yeah. display. As there I work go. on it, the, I love it because it's for the neighborhood. I really yeah. love to see people respond. And I have people coming by it, and they stop at the stop sign. It looks great, and, yeah. and they love it, and they they bring their kids by, and that makes my heart feel good. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a genuine thing. Can I tell you the weirdest compliment I think I've ever gotten? Well, I, I'm glad you bring that up because that's that's the direction yeah. I want to oh, go no in with this. Okay. I saw I saw a Reddit uh, thread. Uh, a redditor had asked, "What is the weirdest compliment you've ever received?" And of course, people fired back with some really good ones. So that's kind of the direction I wanted to go in. The weirdest, or just um, yeah, just strangest compliment you've ever got. Okay, so he, what was one for well, you? And then I'll give you these examples. If you wouldn't mind, give me an example first because I think my compliment is going to be a little bit left to center, and I don't want to lead anybody. Are in you the wrong all right? Let, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a short Please. one. Uh, this one said, uh, "Somebody told me you remind me of Kermit the Frog." <laughs> Not in looks, but in vibes. <laughs> that's a good compliment, actually. That, that's that is now. There's there's a there's a backhanded compliment, right? You're not so ugly, you know that. Which is yeah. These right, are right. these but aren't these backhanded are more, ones. Right, these these are, are more. Um, uh, actually, they are compliment to be like yeah. to have a life outlook like Kermit is a good thing. I'll right. give you one more, and then yeah, I'll hear you. Please do. Please do. This says I once had an older Hispanic lady that uh, didn't speak much English who I didn't know. Have someone that she was with come over to me at a restaurant and ask me if she could bless my eyes for me. She said she wanted to bless them so nothing would ever happen to them because she had never seen anything like them before. Oh, wow. okay. And that's a strange compliment. That's just creepy. Don't I, you think? I want your eyes <laughs> in this. No, she doesn't want something yeah. to happen to yeah. them. They're the most beautiful eyes she had ever seen. Yeah. Right, so well, a lot of people would just say that as opposed to blessing, but it is one of those compliments. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad I asked for your examples first because this is way more left to center. Okay. I was, um, <laughs> and I and I had actually noticed this before. That's the weird thing is I noticed this before I had uh, received this compliment. I was walking out of PetSmart. I had right. my dog with me, not Reggie, right. but Fozzie. Right. And the a, one you don't like. The one that I like less than Reggie. <laughs> okay. I, I like him just fine. Yeah. But this lady comes up to me and she says, my goodness, your dog has a beautiful gait. Right. Okay. okay. You know what a gait is, yeah, right? Sure. It's, it's the way they walk. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that is so, that is such a weird thing to say to people, but... <laughs> I had noticed that too. He's got like a cool little prance, and you got to see it. Like when when he's walking it's, and stuff like that. It's like, what they judge at dog shows. The yeah, gate is yeah, a big part of it. That's yeah. part of their judgment. Yeah, yeah. So she may be a dog aficionado. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, but yeah, he but does. A lovely gate. He's got a lovely gate. Okay. So uh, if there's anything, one redeeming quality about my dog. Uh, it's that he he walks nice. Listen, I don't want this to end here. <laughs> I compliment my dog's gate. Let's get some drinks. So uh, feel free to chime in with the strangest compliment you've ever received. And we're getting some calls already. But let me go to some other examples. Uh, This one says, a random woman outside a cafe beside a train station uh, as I get chased by a wasp. Okay, so he's being chased by a wasp. And this woman says, you smell very sweet and spicy. And that's why he's chasing you. It's very nice. (laughs) Okay. So she had noticed that he smelled sweet and spicy. And he says, thank you, random lady, two years later, and I'll never forget about it. Uh, Go ahead. Let me go to uh, Stephanie. Hi there. Stephanie, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, 
morning. How are y'all? Wonderful. What's up, Steph? So I used to work in a pharmacy, and I had a lot of weird compliments through the years. But the strangest was the one day I was helping a gentleman, and he looked at me and said, you have the nicest teeth. I would just love to kiss them. Oh, he would love to kiss your teeth? Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you. That's like a weird pickup line. Like yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's somebody who is awkward. Yeah, he's, yeah. He was trying to be a little bit different in the way that he was approaching you, and I, I give him props for trying, but... I want to kiss your teeth. That was yeah. just creepy in the end. That was definitely a bit off-putting. Yeah. yeah Thank you, Stephanie. Kiss your teeth. Yeah. Um, I had one years ago, Press. I just thought... I just remembered. I was... I was... This is years ago... And somebody said to me, this old woman said, you, you're handsome. You look like Derwood Kirby. What? I'm like, what? Who is that? He was the co-host of Candid Camera. Oh, my God. And I go, what? Uh. And I had to look him up. I'm like, (laughs) okay. But apparently I was getting her off. Uh, Let's see. Let me, let me mention a couple other ones. Um. This one says, uh, I, I pulled down my mask to drink water, and a girl I work with said, you know, most people take their mask down, and they look worse. You look good, though. And he said, uh, I had a puzzled look on my face. Thank you. And she goes, don't worry. I like girls. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, it's a compliment, and it's an old compliment. Uh, I would drink your bath water. Yeah. Uh, right. And that is a that is a sort of compliment, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of, it's almost on the order of I want to kiss your teeth. Yeah, creepy. All right, here's another one. I went to Mexico with a buddy about 10 years ago. And we were drinking with a bunch of people, and another group of people were standing near us, and they kept looking over, and they were whispering to each other, uh, staring at us. uh, And finally, a few of them approach us, and one guy looks at me and says, are your calves real? Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. And I was like, yeah, they're real. And he turns to his friends, and he yells, hey, they're real. (laughs) (laughs) And they all proceeded to walk over and talk to us. A group of maybe 10 people complimented me on my calves. Okay. And they said it was very, very weird. I, w- I wonder if the person was like a bodybuilder or something. Uh, he, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I think if he was a bodybuilder, he'd be, you know, you're yeah. aware of that. Right. That, that you yes. that muscle like, out. Yeah. yeah, a lot of creatine. All right, here's a really weird one. This one says, um, someone told me that I looked like I belonged on a shortbread tin. <laughs> looked like they belonged yeah, on a shortbread tin? Yeah, you know those little, those tin? little yes. tin boxes? Yes, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe like a courier and I sort of. It's it's a yeah. weird compliment. You should be on a most wanted poster. Here's your listen to this. <laughs> what is Nick this? pulled this text up and says a drunk girl in college told me I looked like a very ugly Kevin Costner. Yeah. And I see where she's coming from right. on this. So you're like a really Kevin Costner, yeah. fantastic looking. You're good so, looking, but he's much better good looking right. than you are. So you could still take a very ugly hit and right. still be in a good area. Right, but still. Right. I see that. She did include the words very ugly in her compliment. All right, let me go to, uh, let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Yeah, we'll let you through. What's up, man? (laughs) So uh, when I was working in corporate, um, we had this ice machine that you could fill up your cup and then a water machine next to it. But it had a sensor, so if you pulled your cup away too quick, uh, the ice would fall all over. If you just pulled the cup away a few inches, the ice would stop and it wouldn't go all over the floor. So one day I'm getting ice, not spilling spilling it all over the floor. And the new chief HR officer who had just started working at that company about two, three weeks earlier, I had never met, had never had any conversation with. And there's about 120 people in the office. She's behind me. She watches me do that, not spill ice all over the floor and goes, wow. You're smarter than you look. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> That's HR? The HR person. Yeah, yeah. That was the top HR lady. <laughs> Needless to say, she left, was asked to leave the company. Not hey, you know, I always wanted to ask you, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's HR. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, but we had an HR guy that we oh, met he on was the horrible. first day. Thank you, by oh, the way, God. Mike, who at our introductory meeting horrible. goes, you know what? I love firing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, God. we love you. I love firing people yeah. because it means we're making improvements. Yeah. Like, oh, well, right. welcome to the company. <laughs> Oh, what a I love plagues because it makes more room for everyone else. Uh, this text says, uh, a buddy of mine and I were in college at the time. We watched a younger girl pull off a pretty tough parallel park. Out of nowhere, my buddy blurts out, uh, nice park job. Nice park job. Uh, she was very confused, it says. Uh, okay. So that was a an odd compliment, uh, complimenting someone well, sometimes on people, Also, you run the risk, and here's the, here's the nuance to this. Are you being sarcastic? Uh-huh. You know? And that's that's the right. question you have to ask yourself. Hey, uh, nice park job. Let's go to Michael. Hey there, Michael. Hey, Gadzook, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Hey, I got one for you. So I was walking down Mission Beach in San Diego with some friends. A girl comes running up to me and goes, oh, my God, look at the size of your veins in your legs. I can only imagine where they pump blood to. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. It, it was the... Uh, oh, we lost him. Well, thank you for that, sister. <laughs> Michael, did you did you respond to it? We're losing him. You there, bud? One of those veins probably exploded. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, so maybe he's like a, an exercise guy. Uh, we will go next to, uh, let's see, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's up? But it's pronounced Diana. Diana. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so I had a really strange encounter with a guy online. I have a disease called ulcerative colitis, and I had to get surgery for it. So the gentleman, he came in my DMs. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through this, blah, 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 but you're still beautiful. And he's like, you know, I wonder if your ailment and it being that you had surgery would make it easier for me to overpower you in the bedroom. Oh. Excuse me? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It, it floored me. Floored me. I, hadn't, I didn't respond. I blocked him right away. Sure. I was so grossed out. How dare you take my sickness and make it something so perverted? Yeah, but I think, I think, like Nick was saying earlier, there is an awkward inability. Right. Like, when you say to a woman, I just would love to kiss your teeth. Right, right. He wanted to kiss my scars. Yeah, yeah. That guy's okay. messed up. And that's that's kind of a different story. That's not a compliment. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to. He's a yeah. Creep. Yeah. All right. Thank you, uh, Deanna. We appreciate day. it. All right. See you. Um, here's a. Uh, all right. I actually, have one that that follows up to that text, uh, Nick. Let's see. Where was this one? It was a really good one. Um, how about? Well, there was one that says. This is a compliment from this thread. Your ears look like tortellini. <laughs> Delicious. Mm, okay. Okay. I bet you, now that, it depends on how that is said, but again, I think that is sort of a an awkward come online. Uh, yeah, it seems yeah. like that might be as well. Um, let's go. This one, uh, the person was at a grocery store and someone came up and told them they called me submissive and breedable. Breedable? Breedable. Well, thank you. All righty. You're my little heifer. Uh, Another one says, a girl in high school told me I have really pretty knees. (laughs) Okay. All right. 
Well, sometimes people fixate. I, I don't know if you can go to this call online for Preston, but it, it seems that's that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think we can do that. We can go to Diane. Hey, Diane, good morning. Hi, good morning, It. Good morning, It. All right, strangest compliment you've ever gotten. So I was being intimate with a gentleman, and he was down there. Yes. And yep. he mentioned that he loved the texture of my beehole. <laughs> oh, he loved the texture of your butthole. I love that you're laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> and and in your mind, did, did he did he liken it to anything like rich Corinthian leather or or? Uh... <laughs> no, he just he just went right. Okay. Back to doing did, things. Did you respond to that at all? Uh, why, thank you. I, my my response was, why, thank you. I work out. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. You do butt lifts. Oh, Diane, God. listen, it would have been gross, but she should have farted right then. <laughs> oh, my God. That Just like Chuck Berry, right? Been hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I work out. That's hilarious, oh, Diane. All right. Hilarious. Thank you, Diane. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Oh, right, guys, again... Guys, so weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, so weird, I'm going to say something. Di- I'm going to say something she's never heard. <laughs> oh I God. have to compliment you on the texture of your butthole. All right, listen to this. So this is from a guy. He says I was at a pool party in college and I saw two girls that looked like they were talking about me, and I asked if I could help them in a flirty way, okay. and they straight up said, "We just wanted to say that you have really nice nipples." <laughs> Okay. Uh, he said, "Sadly, I didn't get either of their numbers, but at least now I know that I have nice nipples." <laughs> Uh, and, in fact, here's another text. I'm, I don't know if this is from a guy or not. It says, I was told, as a compliment, I have perfect pepperoni-sized nipples. Okay. I could, uh, some nipples are, uh, they're a thing for a lot of people. And, and you know, and uh, I, I could see, I've seen people with perfect, uh, yeah. whatever, just uh, ratio of nipple, areola. areola. Yeah. Right. Breast. But pepperonis are all different sizes, so. Yeah. That's true. You 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 raise you a good have point. Cute pepperonis, the big uh, lunch meat deli pepperonis. I'm going to guess they're probably talking about the um, big lunch meat, the <laughs> standard, <laughs> the standard pepperoni pizza, you know, yeah, uh, pepperoni. Yeah. But yeah, the big, big deli one. Yeah, like a big deli pepperoni. It just you know, sub manhole cover. Like eighty percent of your breast is yeah. Nipple, and I it like looks that. like oh, a big pepperoni it. pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I will go to Corey. Hey, Corey. Yo, you guys rock. Thank you. What's up, Corey? Hey, I got a story for you. My girlfriend was a bartender at a place, and uh, this older man uh, told her while she was opening a wine bottle that she had nice wrist action. Nice, nice wrist, wrist action. action. Oh, my God. So that's a, yeah, that, to me, sounds like a creepy come on. Like, yeah, uh, like, like, like uh, handy. Uh, yeah, I got something you can... Uh, older than her. What's that? He was at least 30 years older than yeah, Oh, that's yeah, even creepier. Yeah, yeah, that's a creeper. Hey, my right. unit is dry and Thanks. holy like that cork. <laughs> Thanks, That's not nice. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Um, on, I'm just coming up with good come on, mate. <laughs> I'm incontinent and my defecation is disgusting. No. You want to go out for a date? No. <laughs> Uh, Kathy was told, if you recall, and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you this text after this that she has a perfect vagina. She was. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah years was, ago. That, that was a doctor. A, was that a male gyna or a female? No, it was a female. Yeah. And, uh, because I had never, I had never taken birth control. Right. I, you know, like, the, and so she basically was saying like, it's the perfect scenario. <laughs> and that's a, that's a, an odd compliment, but it's a compliment. And I think it's yeah. a better compliment from a female Gynecologist. That, right, if it yeah. had it been a male, right. I would have left. Do you mind if back. I take a picture of this? 
I'm looking for a picture to hang up in my bathroom, and this would be perfect. Uh, and here, well, this is the follow-up text that says, "Hey, uh, my name's Carolyn, and my GYN told me my uterus was cute." Oh, <laughs> what I don't know is if her GYN is male or female yeah. or straight or, or Can whatever. I tell you something you got something banging fallopian tubes. Wow. Uh, let's see. I will go to. Michelle, for the strangest uh, compliment ever received. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Michelle? Um, I was at a party, and I was the only person with green eyes. Everybody had brown eyes. <laughs> this this woman came to me and said, oh, my God, I love your eyes. I want to eat them. <laughs> oh, wow. That is an effed up thing to say. <laughs> how, about just, how about just your eyes are beautiful, and, and, and you, you sell it that way. When you say you want to Eat someone's eyes. That's disgusting. <laughs> hey, Michelle, when you uh, when you when you're a green eyed person, you have a really bright green eyes. Yes, it really stands out. Do you get compliments regularly on that? All the time. Okay. Yeah, well, and so, so maybe a unique one. Maybe they're thinking, you know what, I'm going to say. And she probably gets this all the time. I got to say something different. I want to rip them out and lick them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Uh, so on, on the eyes uh, subject, here are a few of those specifically. This one, was this person was told, your eyes are so beautiful, I just want to scoop them out and replace them with my own. Oh. <laughs> and they said, I wear sunglasses everywhere now. Yeah. And then this one says, I was told my eyes were brown, like a really nice table. <laughs> well, who doesn't like a nice table? I like that. Your uh, eyes are like... Like two really well maintained buttholes. Uh, let me go to Kim. Hi there, Kim. Hi. Hey, what's up, Kim? Um, I was fooling around with like my best friend's twin brother, oh. and he told me I had perfect eraser tip nipples. <laughs> perfect, perfect eraser tip nipples. Okay, I could kind of see that on an old style number two pencil. But do you say that? Yep. No, as a compliment. That is a weird. I mean, honestly. So, Kim, were you flattered by the nipple comment or confused? Well, I had just seen, um, what was that movie? Pitch Perfect and Baloney Barb was on there. So I said, you know what? <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kim. What was Baloney Barb's story? I don't remember. She had big old bologna. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> like my pepperoni. God. Yeah. Like lunch meat pepperoni. Right, right. Uh, hang on, let me, go, let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. We want to know you, uh, one of the strangest compliments you've ever received. So I was with this girl quite a few years back, and, you know, <clears throat> while I was standing on her dad's back porch in daylight, real, real early in the morning, and she's down there, I'm standing there, stark naked, and she's down there, and she looks up at me and goes, kudos on the shave job. <laughs> oh, okay. it, was, you know, it was fresh. Right? It was everything else down. That's a great line. That's though. Kudos. But, well, I, but that's, yeah. that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Yeah. Kudos on the shave job. Do you know how oh, difficult yeah. it is to Why, do that? Right? It is, it is yeah. very difficult. To get it clean <laughs> with no, no mix and everything? I don't know how porn stars right. do it. Nice job, Greg. Thanks. All right. Uh, this text says, uh, when my son was an infant... After he was circumcised, we kept hearing from different doctors about how perfect his penis was. Oh, mm-hmm. more than one doctor yeah, going yeah. out of their way to okay. say that. That's just, interesting. You don't know me, but I have a friend <laughs> of mine who works in the same hospital which is raving about your child's penis. Why, are you a doctor? No. Uh, <laughs> this sounds interesting. Let me go to David. Hi, David. Good morning. Hi there. Hey, what's up, uh, back in the 90s, I used to work at a video store in kind of a uh, upscale town, and I had a really bad stutter. 
And one client walked in, and I, as I was taking care of him, I got stuck on a word, and I just kept saying, ah, ah, ah. And he just looked at me, raised his, he, he was an older man. He raised his glasses, and he, and he said, you have the most unique and fascinating stutter I have ever heard. Wow. Lose it. Well, <laughs> how, how did that hit with you at the time, David? <laughs> well, at first, it was embarrassing, but then later on, once he left, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of a nice compliment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> might have a complex yeah. about and this person points it out as a compliment that's you know <laughs> yeah he kind of empowered me i mean i lost my stutter but you know it it, it still sticks with me okay <laughs> yeah well, david how did you lose your stutter because i had a teacher who had a stutter and i never he, i didn't know it until he told the class yeah and he learned to um not have a stutter by speaking basically in pattern like almost like uh yes okay y- yeah, I had a really good speech speech therapist. Her name was Rita Kunzel, and she taught me to calm down and to use a sing-song voice. Okay. Yeah, so whenever I speak, I try to use a sing-song voice, and I can speak for hours without stuttering. Well, you're doing way. great. Yeah, That's sounds awesome. great. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thank David. You. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Case, did you ever see the King's Speech? No. Oh, oh, my what a goodness. Movie. Oh, my goodness. There's a whole section where he, he's trying, and his, his exercise, Preston, was to... My butthole has a nice <laughs> texture. My butthole has a nice texture. Uh, uh, it's it's great though. Yeah, I mean he has to give this moment monumental of crisis, monumental speech. speech yes, yeah. and he, he must use the butthole exercise. <laughs> uh, it's case you you should it, re- it, it covers all of that and and the the, the difficulties that come with it and uh, and and at the time how infantile treatment was it, for that there was virtually it's, none it's crippling and it's it, and it's an, it's an you know for people who have to deal with it and and overcome it it's amazing yeah it's really really well done okay back to compliments back Sorry to buttholes uh, here's a uh, here's one that says um, a drunk old sailor told me the shape of the top of my upper lip was very nice Said very specific and very odd. He was nice though, and gave me some unsolicited but true life advice as well. And I don't know what that was. Uh, another Never one. Never sex with a raccoon. Uh, a girlfriend at the time uh, said to this person, "said I like how you look at me, like you're going to kill me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, to someone, that's okay. a compliment. Okay. Boy, thank you. Uh, let's see. I will go to Laura next. Good morning, Laura. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Laura, strangest compliment you yourself have ever received. So I went into labor with my first child two years ago, and I was in the hospital, and I didn't know what to expect, and they were checking me to see if I was dilated, and while the doctor was checking me, she was like, you have the most beautiful uterus I've ever felt. Wow. Kathy. Weird. Competition. Yeah, well, she's got the vagina, and and she's got the uterus, so, yeah. And they asked if they could bring one of the medical students in to check it out. So once I had my epidural, I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that guys, is kind of weird. You got to come in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Look Tell at me. this. Does that not look like Formica? That is amazing. <laughs> but you Can said, I weigh that? You said felt, right? So they were coming in and looking. They were coming in and feeling? Yeah. Yeah. When when you're when you're getting ready to pregnant yeah. to be uh, to give birth, they have to see how much you've dilated. Yeah. And that's what they do. They go in and they feel and they'll go... Okay, and they can tell just because yeah. they've done it so much. You're like, up all right, to my you, elbow. Yeah. So you're 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 at four centimeters right now, right? Right, and, right, right. And that's how they know how long to wait before starting actual uh, the delivery. Laura, if the uh, doctor had brought in a mole artist to sketch it, would you <laughs> would you put your foot down? 
after the epidural, they could have done whatever they wanted. <laughs> I've heard right? that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I can't Just feel go, anything. Poke around all go your Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> exactly. That's Thanks. hilarious. Uh, let's see. Just a couple of more. We got There's break, two right, good these. ones up here. I have Sean. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, bud. So uh, we're, we're digging around in the strangest compliments you've ever received. Well, I suppose it wasn't so much the compliment, but uh, through the better part of my 20s, I played in a local cover band. And we were at a local bar, which is no longer there, Northern Liberties. Okay. And I was just kind of walking around between sets and talking to people and doing whatever, grabbing a drink. Quite sincerely, uh, a lovely lesbian couple came up to me, and they were complimenting me on the show and my singing. And it started to get a little more intense than uh, normal conversation I would have with a fan. And then they... Uh, asked me candidly if I would donate my sperm so that they could have a child. No kidding. To me, that I, would seem like a, a, a hell of a compliment. That is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's a request and a yeah, compliment, yeah. both in one shot. Wow. Did you give him yeah, a shot? <laughs> I didn't uh, really know how to respond because I'm sure that it was a, like I said, they were sincere, and I'm sure yeah. that was a touchy situation. Sure. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to laugh because I was so taken back. And yeah. I, I was just kind of stalled out. As wow. it turns out, I have a baggie filled with it in my car. <laughs> hey, Sean, what what band were you in? I was in a band called the Benders. The sperm donor. Oh, you were in the Benders. Okay, I remember that right. band. Uh, yeah, I, I never saw you guys, but I saw your name popping up all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, Sean. We appreciate it. Yep. Have a great day. That's you wild. Too. All right. One more. Let's end with this one. Hi, Bob. You're on the air. Hey. Good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. Bob. I think we're going to end with one of the best ones yet. What was so, the strangest compliment you ever received? So I'm calling from rainy, rainy Wilmington, North Carolina. Moved down here for oh, job. Still yeah. with you guys every morning. Thank awesome. you, man. We appreciate uh, it. So we have an Irish wolfhound named Pickles. And if you've never seen an Irish wolfhound, they're very large dogs. Yeah, they're huge. And we we take them out, uh, take her out to uh, local establishments uh, that allow it. And so we're out one night drinking. And she always attracts attention, kids and adults and stuff. And there was this woman that kept coming over, petting pickles, how much she loves pickles. And right before the end of the night, she comes over and she goes, I love your dog so much, I want to have sex with him. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Well, well thank flag. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I was okay. not sure how to respond. I, I didn't know if pickles swung that way. Wow. You know, what her preference is. So. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what pickles wants. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Oh, my that God. I could have I changed my name to Gator, Gator and pimped her. Right, that's right. <laughs> this is an incredible experience when someone says they want to have uh, sex with one of your pets. All right, Bob. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a, have a great day, guys. All right, we'll see you. And the last one on this list that I got from yeah. Reddit was someone was told that they were vertically fat. Vertically fat. I don't even know what that means. Tall? Does that mean you're tall? <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. Anyhow, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. we got to take a break because we have a guest coming up. Her name is Miss Pat, and she will be at Punchline tonight and through the weekend. So stay with us because more chances to win money as well with MMR's Money Clips. We'll be right back. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest is appearing at Punchline. She'll be there tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. And there's one show tonight, too, on uh, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, by the way. And you can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. We are very happy to welcome, I think, for the first time on our show. First time. Miss Pat is Yay! here. Good morning, Miss Pat. Good morning. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm about to fly this to your city. Uh, <laughs> where are you now? 
I'm in Atlanta. Okay. I'm I, in my city. Yeah. I know. So I guess that's where you're from. And I had noticed uh, when we first connected that you were in a Deion Sanders jersey. Which, and I told you, because so I, 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 listen, your quarterback, by the way, is from this area, just so you know. So I'm not crapping on that. Uh, uh, your quarterback? Your quarterback, Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's from here. my quarterback. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, but I don't like Deion Sanders, and it's only because he's played, he played for the Cowboys at one point. So it's like, if he never played yeah. for the Cowboys, I mean, he's arguably, you know, the greatest cornerback of all time. But uh, wait, then, all right, so if Matt Ryan's not your quarterback, who's your quarterback? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, whoever that guy is that be tackling and throwing the ball to the wrong black people. That's all I know. That's all know. you know. You're not that invested. <laughs> I have to uh, say, Miss Pat, I, uh, I, so I saw you on the, I think it's my first full exposure to you on the, the Degenerates, the, the Big J uh, show, which features, you know, some, I mean, it, it just pushes the boundaries in crazy ways. And you came out and just incinerated the place Mm -hmm. and uh and so i became familiar with you and then doing some research on you for the interview today you know and and congratulations on all your success it's well deserved but but i want to see your life done as a movie by the people who did training day because you you have lived a (laughs) hell of a life it is a hell of a life already me too. I yeah. want to see that too. <laughs> well, I go to jail for play playing, not for real. <laughs> yeah. uh, Have you ever considered that? Because obviously, you know, you know your show, which is on uh, on BET currently, was renewed. Congratulations, BET Plus. BET Plus. The app uh, is 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 sort of is sort of based on your life, but obviously, there's 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 liberties. Correct. It's based on uh, my life now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, 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 after the drugs and the jail and all the mistakes, right? So I really live in Plainfield, Indiana. That's why. That's why my family is now. That's where you are now. So, yeah. yeah. So so and, and I I actually started. I was watching some clips from the show today. It's very funny. Uh, and thank you. And but it's uh, it, there is this thing, and it's been said before that like real. You know, you think of the comedians. Some comedians come from just you know they they have a, a view on life that's that's amusing. And then some. A lot of times, comedy comes from pain, and uh, do you, and it gives. I don't know. It gives a unique angle, a unique look on things, and you have that. Uh, so I guess my question is: Was it all worth it to be as funny as you are? Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah. I can go to work when I want to. Now. <laughs> so it ain't that bad to get shot, have a few, maybe make a few mistakes, and you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you, 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 you know, I saw you. Uh, I guess it was on. Was it on um, late, late night with uh, Seth Meyers, and you were talking. Mm-hmm. You've been, you've been shot twice and hit by a dump truck once. What? People always remember the dump truck. I was shot twice. Lost okay, got shot in the back of the head. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What? I, yeah. It's 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 amazing um, that you are where you are. Did you? Did either of those come close to to, to taking you out permanently? Uh, well, when I got shot in the uh, boob, thank God, I'm, uh, it's a couple of alphabets behind my bra strap, so I was protected. Uh, <laughs> a couple <laughs> alphabets. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff almost took me out. And sometimes I sit around like, well, this well, this what you keeping me for, Lord, to make people laugh, to let people know no matter what you go through in life, hey. You can laugh about it. And yeah. That's what I tell people each and every night on stage. No, it's it's true. And your material is great. I mean, you know, it was when I saw you on, on The Degenerates, I was thinking years and years and years ago when I was, 
you know, years ago, it used to be the thing where the, the parents would put on, like, at that time, record albums. And I remember when uh, they'd have, like, a party. And I remember a Red Fox album came out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, mother of God. Oh, yeah. But it was brilliant and hilarious. And and you remind me of that in that, you know, you take no prisoners. And, and that's the way you approach comedy. Yeah, I, I mean, I do me. I mean, even in the show, the show have grown people lang- language. That's why we call it a grown folks sitcom. Yeah, I can't. I'm not changing. I don't want to conform. I don't. I didn't. I don't want to be that perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. That's why you see me a convicted felon in the sitcom. That's why I say what I want to say on stage. I mean, I don't. You're not gonna put me in a box. I don't know how to be put in a box. Right. I've been to jail. It ain't fun being put in a box. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I. I. I think you'd said that you got into comedy because after being a, a an ex felon. Uh, that that was the only job that didn't require a background check. Right? It's the only job that never asked me for a background. I kept getting fired. Do you know I went to school to be a medical assistant? Really? And graduated, and they fired me. And I'm like, they didn't tell me I didn't have to be a convicted felon to uh, fooling around with drugs and giving people shots. So I was like, hey, what can I do? to keep me from getting a criminal background history check. Right. And it was comedy. Mm. Sorry, and at that time you had a family and everything. You had, to, you had to do what you had to do. Now, was it true, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is a legend and it might not be accurate, but you had to tell your husband, you had to come up with an excuse for why you were going out at night, and you what, what was the excuse you gave him? <laughs> I'm going to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Why your wigs smell like cigarettes and, 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 and weed and all kinds of stuff? That's hilarious. I said, I'm a comedian. He's like, no, you're not going to get a job. Go yeah. Get a job. Hey, I wanted to ask something, Miss Pat. You've got uh, uh, the Pat Down with Miss Pat podcast, which, by the way, is a great name. I love that. And the description of it says that she dives into topics from backside meatballs to race and I don't know what backside meatballs are, so I need to hear that. <laughs> you want me to say that on your radio? <laughs> can, can you clean Maybe it up? Yeah. It uh, no, we want to hear it the full way, but we got to watch what, what you say. So can, can, can you it's get us there? It's upside down. It's balls <laughs> upside down. All right, that's fair. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Southern Delicacy or something like that. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my God. God, that's funny! It's just oh. You upside down, and you a part of the pat down. <laughs> oh my God! You know you you've um you've been on a number. You're like a, a uh. listen. It's great you have your own podcast because you've been on so many of our, our of our friends and 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 their various uh, uh podcasts. And you're just a, you're a great storyteller. You've been on Rogan and with, with Burke Kreischer and Joey Diaz, Bobby Lee, Ari Schaefer. Uh, uh, so when when you're putting together your own show and it starts to become sort of like um you know. You don't want to tread over the same stories and stuff like that. So when you were looking at your own podcast, what what were you wanting to uh, absolutely do, and and what did you absolutely want to avoid? Um, I just wanted to be free. So yeah. I just it's like sitting at the house having a conversation, being free. Yeah. So uh, once I realized I could do that, and you know, people always say, you know, just talk, yeah. and that's what I did. I grabbed two friends, got on the sofa, started talking, and it was it. And it, every week we we happen to come up with something funny, you know, and the audience really enjoy it. You know who you put me in mind of too, of like a, a Patrice O'Neill in in that it, you, you're you're I get that. you're naturally funny, and that was Patrice. We had the the uh, the, the great experience of having him in the studio a couple of times, and had a bit of a friendship with him. And and you're you're in that in that line. 
thank you. I yeah. get that, Richard, Red Fox, Bernie Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get everything but a girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, listen, there, there's definitely a toughness about you. And um, so I, so Bert Kreischer is a friend of ours. And as a result, mm-hmm. I try to um, I try to support everything that he does. And so I watch The Cabin. And your episode, oh, well, listen, your episode of The Cabin <laughs> was the best because they paired you up with Kaylee Kuoko. <laughs> And you had no idea who Kelly Cuoco was, and she I, was, honestly, yeah. I, I I did not I didn't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, I don't. You know, if I see a famous person, their name is a character on TV. I honestly had never seen Kelly Cuoco. I can't even pronounce her name. Uh-huh. I honestly, had never seen this lady before. So, so Big Bang for people who don't know Big Bang Theory, and uh, you know she's yeah. one of the most successful yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sitcoms yeah, in yeah, a long, yeah. long time. But yep. she also, you know, has people kissing her ass all day every day. Yeah, and then she met you. And it was just I, I, I great. Don't kiss ass. No, <laughs> and she loved that. She going to get my daughter for that. No, nope. well, I don't. I don't, kiss ass. I don't necessarily. She, she didn't hate it, but she was like, I. It definitely like it threw a curveball. She didn't know. Oh, what, okay. She didn't know what to think, and she was, I think, scared. And wait, Joe, Joe McHale was there too, right? Joe McHale. I, I, she. I don't think she was scared. I think the reaction that I had mm-hmm. that I didn't know her. Yeah. I, I think that was like, what you don't know me. I'm like, well, you don't know me. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not at Hobby Lobby or Chick Fil A, there's a good chance I might not run into you. Uh, <laughs> those are so the places funny. I go for my wife. <laughs> for your wife, people. Uh, that's yeah, I can get that though. We we talk about this all the time in the, in a. In a they're, they're, you know, TMZ, which is, a, you know, 30-mile zone, and people who live in that bubble and that entertainment and they, bubble, and they never seem to leave. You're coming from the opposite end. You're not, you're not anywhere near there. And, and so I could see where that would be out of your realm. Well, the crazy part is, is after, after we wrap, I Google her, I said, oh, she worked for $100 million? <laughs> what the heck is she doing on a show with me? And everybody's like, you're so mean. I'm like, if I... So I will, I'm, look, let me say this. I'm not even good enough to clean Kelly Corso's house. <laughs> okay? Not true. Okay? I can't even be a fly on her wall. I didn't even, I didn't even know she would work. When I figured out the Big Bang Theory, I was just being honest. I was like, I don't know anybody black who watched the Big Bang Theory. So, <gasps> oh, I don't. But after I said that, I had like five people say, I'm black, I watch you. I said, I don't watch you. Yeah. I don't watch TV. Why would I want to watch five people who can't get laid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, it I was mean, great you casting. You got Pornhub out here, yeah. and I don't even watch Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it was good casting, because they just you know put together all these people in a room who don't necessarily belong together. I want to ask you about Hobby Lobby, because I don't know what Hobby Lobby is. What I do know, though, is that they're building one right next to my Chick-fil-A. What is Hobby Lobby? <laughs> Uh, those are two Christian places you go, one for sewing and one for eating. <laughs> <laughs> Hobby Lobby's like a, uh, an arts and crafts craft place. Store, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like Michael's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. had no idea what Hobby Lobby was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know what Hobby Lobby is? Uh, hey, if you ever come home with your girlfriend bedazzle your drawers, she's been to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A lot of bedazzling going on at Hobby Lobby. But, but well, speaking of hobbies and speaking of extracurricular stuff outside of stand-up and your your sitcom and all that, obviously you have a lot of time eaten up by the job. What do you do to, to uh, decompress? What do you do in your off hour? Well, I just, well, let me just say that. I just finished uh, filming my first hour comedy special here in Atlanta. But when I'm, when I'm not 
doing comedy. I'm a DIY type person. Oh. So I just purchased another home, an older home that I'm tearing apart myself. I'm the general contractor. Wow. So I'm knocking down walls and I'm getting ready to put up some stuff and paint some stuff and move some stuff. That's what I like to do. What's your, fa- what's your favorite DIY show? What's your favorite... Uh... I like love it or list it. Oh, my God. Leave it or list it, whatever. Yeah, I no. just love when that woman beat him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of time for DIY TV anymore, but yeah. I love to tear something apart. During COVID, I redid a whole 2,600 square foot basement. Oh, wow. I painted it all by myself. Wow. Are you are you filming this, or are you just doing it for fun? I mean, or both? I, I filmed a little bit of it, but this time I'm doing, I'm adding a lot of square feet to a house, so I'm going to film this. Okay, There's, all right, so I, I need to connect with you on this because HDTV is like my John. Uh, I love it, and so I love Hometown. I don't know if you're you're down with Hometown or not. Uh, the one that's filmed in Laurel, Mississippi, with uh, well, with Ben. Is that where they go buy all the houses, the regular houses, and fix them up? Yeah, yeah. So it's a married they have couple. One in Detroit and Indiana. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they're all over the place. Right, right, so, right. Like, but it's you Good know, Bones is another one. Yeah, that's the one that's in Indianapolis, I believe. That's right. the is that the one with one. the two the two men, the husband, the two husbands? I'm no. not sure. Yeah, no, case, okay. case, case two, I think they're in Detroit. Okay, they're in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, they have the two husbands. One, the, the mother daughter's in Indianapolis. Then you have like sh- rehab. That's Chicago. Then you got the twin brothers. The twin brothers, and they're kind of <laughs> all over the place. They do a lot of stuff oh, in like twin Vegas. Brothers are so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the property oh, brothers. That's property, property brothers, brothers, right? But my property I, brothers. yeah, one of them is dating uh, Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember which. Don't one. know who she is either, but I know who he is. <laughs> she knows. Close <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, those shows are addictive, and I mean that you know, and, and uh, the fact that you're doing this work yourself is pretty wild. You know, uh, well, I hire contractors, but I do. I get in there and I tear it out and put it back together. I love it. I, I'm, I'm coming to Philly, and when I get home Sunday, I'm going straight to my house and do some more work. On okay. It. So, is is the demo part your favorite part? Um. Uh, the break, the yeah, break. I like yeah. the demo, but I really like painting and putting stuff back together. Like, wow, I like upholstering chairs, I like painting, I like decorating, I oh. like all of that. You gotta, just, I built a whole entertainment center in my basement. Wow, you got because I was too cheap to go buy. <laughs> uh, you've got to get your own show, you got to get your own show on like, yeah, like just a couple seriously. episodes, but like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, with your sense hey, of humor come, added let to Ms. it. Miss Pat fix your mama house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. well, while you're here in Philadelphia, you got to get like Nancy Glass Productions, right? She's right down the street. They do all those shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, NASA Glass. Come on through. Y'all need y'all need me on TV. Well, we'll I go send... in there. How about if I go slap people kids and make them clean up? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great show. Could you imagine the marketing? Oh, come to my house, man. <laughs> clean this house. Oh. Clean this house. It's got a great name, oh. too. Can you please start at my house? Oh, my God. That's great. All right. Well, Miss Pat, we're going to send people in the direction of Punchline. One show tonight, two tomorrow, two on Saturday. Tickets available at punchlinephilly.com. We hope you enjoy your time here in Philadelphia. Thank you. Hey, can I say something? Don't forget to go to my Facebook page and join my crack babies. I call all my fans my crack babies. That's a crack with a C because I used to sell crack. Come on, y'all. We have a good time over there. All right. Drug free. Drug, Drug free. free. Drug Drug free. free. All right. Thank you, Miss Pat. Yay. Crack babies. She, oh, that's funny. She uh, she had a book, and uh, sh- so her her street name when she was I mean she was uh, horrible stuff. I mean she was abused and you know, fourteen and fifteen. She had kids, and and uh, but the um, her her name was Rabbit, so that's her 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 
you know how they knew her on the streets. So yeah. she, her book and her out her uh, first stand up special. It's it's pretty wild. So she amazing? got shot, went to jail, and then it's she, amazing. After she get out of jail, she get her life together. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Absolutely. it Eminem's name in uh, Eight Mile Rabbit? Yeah, Rabbit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, we are caught with a backlog of stuff. Yeah. To give oh, away boy. lots of prizes. Oh and boy. That means we are going to whip out our most easy game to play that we have. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play yes or no. Okay. So we need callers on the line, 215-263-WMMR, with the age-old question, <laughs> what are we thinking, yes or no? Oh, we have an actual intro. Oh, I didn't know we had an intro. We, oh, yes. We've... Here we go. It's time once again to play yes or no. Yes or no. Two answers as old as time itself. A game primal and raw. Simple and to the chase. Two options. Two answers. Big prizes. Or sometimes smaller, less impressive prizes. But always prizes of some sort. And now, for the game that is the perfect out when we really can't think of anything else to do. Yes or no. That's and correct. Now, here's oh. your host. Oh, I hit the damn! I hit the damn button. I thought that was over. Uh, That would have been Max saying Preston Elliott, and then you would have an audience applaud and everything. You ruined the game. We're not doing that. All right, should we start all over again? There it is. The reason I was a little confused is because I didn't know Marissa had gotten these. I guess she sent somebody off to the dollar store. So. She's handing us these paddles because normally we would write down on crappy little pieces of paper paper. the word yes or the word no. All right. And so she brought in these paddles that you can actually draw on. Yeah. And one side you write yes and one side you write no. And now that we have this wonderful camera array all the time here, uh, if you watch the Daily Rush video later on or catch us live, uh, you will see if we are holding up a yes or a no, and it just makes it that much more clear. Marissa? Uh, Preston, actually, just a correction, only uh, all of the dollar stores in the area only had one paddle, so you have a paddle. Casey has Disney princesses, and Kathy has Frozen. Here's how I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. Right, so you can turn it, oh, all right, so it's like this. You have, you so what have Steve is phone. doing is he has a yes, board, sir. and he wrote yes upside down and no right side up, and he can flip it either way, right. and that way will. Same thing. <laughs> well, he's in the American League. One. I'm in the National League, so I'm just going to erase it. And then write it yes or no every right. time. Okay. Yeah, it depends on if you have a designated hitter. And you with that with that arm injury. I know. Yes. Kathy, what are you doing? I, I'm going to do something else. This game is so stupid. Yes. Oh, You're not going to play. Shut up. She hates it. She hates the game. But and, and so do many other people. But so many other people love it and ask for the direction so they can play at home. People win in this game. Yeah. All right. That's yeah, what's do. great. And if we can, you want to win big, we can move it along quickly. All right. So. The game is yes or no. Let me go to our first caller. It is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Fat guy and a little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Tommy boy, here's what we're going to do. Uh, let's begin with Steve. All, All right, right since yes. you've got your, uh, your little pad over there. And Configured. We have a variety of prizes, and we'll just tell you what you want as we go along. Is that okay, Case, or do we want to run through the... Uh, well, no, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I just don't know what Ryan wants. We have so many prizes, it's almost like so oh, we can give people exactly so they want. You're okay. going to love whatever you get. It's uh, so awesome. So we have movie passes. We've got uh, flyers tickets. We Digital have... downloads for Space Jam. Yeah, we have flyers tickets. We have beer. Uh, we have beer. Uh, we flyers, have Trevor. Flyers. He okay. <laughs> says flyers, flyers. Flyers, flyers. Okay. Home opener is uh, a week from tomorrow. Woo! Oh, my God. All righty. All right, Steve, you ready? Yes. All right. Ryan, is it yes or no? 
I'm going to go with yes. That is right! Nice. How did you do that? That's amazing. All right, Case, what do we got for him? All right, so listen. Uh, what is your name? Ryan. Ryan. You Ryan. have won a pair of tickets Ryan. for the... Well, I know why. I'll there explain, we go. Yeah. Okay, a uh, pair of tickets for the Flyers home opener. It's going to be Friday, October 15th against Vancouver, and it's at the Wells Fargo Center this time. Uh, Single-game tickets for all Flyers home games are on sale now. Uh, PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Okay, the reason uh, Casey said uh, crying is because we have listeners. Chris, who's on the line ah. next to his name, it says the word Flyers, and that's why Casey thought he was the guy who was yeah. winning these. But no, it's Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you, bud? All right. All right, we're going to go with uh, Miss Sunshine, <laughs> Kathy Romano, to play her favorite game, yes or no. Are you ready, Chris? Yep. All right. I don't know how you couldn't be ready, Chris. Uh, yes or no? No. Oh, man. Yes! Oh. It's wrong. It's wrong. She said yes. Oh, Sorry. And by the way, it says on her board, yes, this game is effing stupid. <laughs> so fan. sorry, bud, you don't win. On my frozen board. But right. there is a there is a methodology, and I love that this is a game of strategy, if you stop and think about it. There is? Okay. <laughs> we'll go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Don't answer the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. That's oh, really man. old. I have that. All right. Brian, you're going to play with Nick. Hey, I love Nick. Hey, hey. I love you, Brian. All right, Brian. What's it going to be, boy? Well, What's it going to be, be, yes or no? It's got to be yes. Nick, so yes. Yes. Yeah. You should. The door. You should have said, let me sleep on it. I know. is what he should have said. To. Baby, baby. All right, what do we have for you? For right. him, I should say. <laughs> for Brian, listen, I have a pair of Flyers tickets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you. Do you want to go oh. to Wednesday the 20th or Saturday the 23rd? Ooh, let's do Saturday the 23rd. All right. So All right, that is the on. last pair of tickets that I have for this particular game. It's a Flyers game Saturday, October 23rd against the Florida Panthers. Single game tickets are available right now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. All right, we will go to another caller as we're playing yes or no. Hey, Justin. What's up, you crumbums? Yeah, uh, crumbums. I want to fight you. I want to <laughs> fight you. Uh, Justin, it's going to be you and I, and I need to know, am I holding up the paddle that says yes or the one that says no? Yes. That's incorrect. Oh, my God. Up a no. It was so obvious. Sorry, bud. All right, we'll get another caller. We will go to Sean, and he's playing with Casey. Hey, Sean. Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> That's very uh, yes. good, actually. Good, good impression. All right, Case. All right, Sean. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Well done. That's how you play it. Yeah. Do you think Netflix is going to do a Queen's Gambit type show on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an eight part series. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. All right, hang on. What do we have for him? All right, for you, we have a pair of tickets to see Trevor, yes or Noah. That's Saturday, October 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now, and all the details are at WMMR.com. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Uh, my wife and I say that now when we pull off a word pun like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ted. Ted Lasso? Yep. All right, we'll go to, we'll go next to Brian, another Brian. Hey, Brian. And Gorski is on. Gorski. All right, you're going to play with Steve, Brian. All right, Brian, there's no way I'm going to let you lose this. Is it yes or no? No. Yeah! Hi, Brian. Hang on. All right. Cheaters. (laughs) 
So we got for you a case of Philly favorite IPA by Iron Hill Brewery. This hazy beer features juicy tropical fruit and bold hop flavor, almost as intense as your passion for the home team. Available at Packadeli, located at 1200 West, or I'm sorry, Walnut Street in Philadelphia. All right, up next is Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, bud. All right, lucky you. You get to play with Kathy. (laughs) Hey, you ready? Uh, yeah. Did you write a new board, or are we still going with the uh, first one? Same one. So, yes or no. (laughs) I'm not changing anything. I'm not playing this dumb game. Yes or no, Matt? Yes. You... Oh, Oh my God. God. For a second there. Good job, Matt. Hang on, Matt. All right, Matt, you got a pair of Flyers tickets for the uh, Flyers game. There you go. Uh, it's going to be Wednesday, October 20th against Boston. And wow. that's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center. Single game tickets are available for all the home games right now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Man, that could have gone either way. Yeah. All right. Next, it is Megan. Hey, Megan. Hey, what's up? All right, Megan, you are playing yes or no with Nick McElwain. All right, Megan, are you ready? Yep. All right, Megan, yes or no? Uh, yes. She's right! Yeah. Yeah. And that means we have a prize for Megan. What you do we got? What? Megan, I'm going to give you our final pair of tickets for the Flyers oh. game. It's going to be Wednesday, October 20th against the Bruins at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are available for single games at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. All right. And we have another caller who's playing the game that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes or no? It's Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi. Hi, Mike. It's you and me. It's Preston here. I'm holding up a sign. Does it say yes or does it say no? Yes. You got it. You got it. This audience is on fire. I even emphasized no a little bit, and he saw right through it. And, Mike, here's what we have for you. You got a case of Philly favorite IPA by Iron Hill Brewery. This hazy beer features juicy tropical fruit and bold hop flavor, almost as intense as your passion for the home team. Available at Pack a Deli, located at 1200 Walnut Street in Philly. We have to move some prizes, so that's why we're playing the game. And Casey gets up next. This is Eric, everybody. Eric? Eric? Hey, what's crappin'? Hey, Eric, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. All right, cool. We've got Eric. yes or no? Yes. Again. Oh, yeah. A winner. That is absolutely correct. Hang on just a second, Eric. Is there uh, we're streaming live, right? Can people see? Yes, they're they just can. incredible. Yeah, this is amazing. We are just giving away product right now, and you, Eric, have won a case of Philly Favorite IPA by Iron Hill Brewery. It's a hazy beer. features juicy, tropical fruit and bold hop flavor, almost as intense as your passion for the home team. It's available at Packadeli, located at 1200 Walnut Street in Philly. When can we tell people we're streaming live on YouTube? I don't can know. We, do that we have to wait until we can tell them that we're All streaming right. live on YouTube. Okay. All right, well, hang on. We don't want everybody to know that we're streaming live on YouTube right, All right. now. We're going to go next to uh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Actually, my first name's Ruben. My last name's Spritters. <laughs> what? What was the last part you said there? By uh, Ruben Spritters. He did DJ Ruben Spritters when he had a meet and eat. Wow. Oh, my God. DJ uh-huh. Ruben Fritters was something we said on our show? <laughs> yeah, you guys did a DJ thing, and uh, Casey and Nick would go in the background. Ruben Spritters. Ruben Spritters. <laughs> I have no recollection wow, man, that's that's a great callback. Matt, how long have you been holding on to that? Uh, for some time. For right. some time. Mm-hmm. You're going to play with Steve. All right, Matt. Think, okay. think intensely. Is it yes or no? 
No, I'm sticking with it. Oh, man. Sorry, buddy. That's incorrect. Oh. Go hang out with DJ Fritters and have a beer. <laughs> it's, a t- it's a, a chosy. you got to be on your game. We'll go to Kathy next. Hey, Kathy. Or not Kathy. We're going to Doug. Doug's hey, with Kathy. Kathy. Thanks hey, for calling. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> I love our listeners. All right. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm beautiful, Kathy says. <laughs> All right, Kath, take it All away. right, Kathy, are you ready? Doug, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> yes or no? Yes, this game sucks. Yeah. Hang on just a second. Oh, my God. All right, Doug, you have won our last case of Philly favorite IPA. Wow. That is by Iron Hill Brewery, and it's a hazy beer. It features juicy tropical fruit and bold hot flavors. It's almost as intense as your passion for the home team. And it's available at Packadeli, located at 1200 Walnut Street in Philadelphia. Go, home team, go. And uh, Casey's saying Iron Hill in honor of uh, Jackie Bam Bam. And he texted me yesterday uh, that our cardboard cutouts in Acme and Moorestown are up and running. It's great. uh, For the Camp Out for Hunger and the Head Start program. So uh, thank you, Jackie. Appreciate that. That might be the last time I wore pants, Preston. (laughs) All right, we'll go next to Scott. Hi there, Scott. Hey, all I did was get out of the shower. Hey, oh, wait, is that him? you? Yep. Is that, oh, that is Scott. I recognize that voice. Wow. All I did was get out of the shower. Okay. You want to do that with yourself? Uh, yeah, pretty all right. much. All right, say it again, Scott. All, all I did was get out of the shower. shower. Wow. That's amazing. All right, Scott. Uh, miss you and I love you, and uh, I want you to win this prize. So, Scott, yes or no? I'm going to go with no. Oh, Scott. No. no. Oh, no. Go back in the shower. Yeah, go, go hose off. Yeah. I'm going to go back and wash my balls. All right. <laughs> Good to hear from you, Scott. Oh, I will. All right, we'll touch. He will. We'll, we'll touch. Good to hear from you. I will. <laughs> Scott has a President's Eve tattoo. I, yeah, I, 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 maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he does. All right, we'll go next to Andy. Oh, wait yeah. for it. Andy. There it is. All right. Hey, Andy, how you doing? <laughs> Good morning, guys. Oh. Good morning. All right, Andy, you ready to play yes or no? Yes. Okay. All right, it's you and me, babe. What do you think it is, yes or no? Mm, you're a tough one. Um, let's say yes. I love you. Yeah. 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 That's how you play. Nice job, you Andy. Wow. Yeah, I just realizing because we have a female Andy, we, there's another Andy clip that I need from Goonies. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I, well, I sure I, do. I knew that. <laughs> Andy knows. The redhead's name was Andy. She's in the bottom of the well, and the guy, Todd, I, or whatever his name is, uh, he goes, Andy! You goody! That's right. <laughs> so I need that one just Hang for on, you, Andy. Andy. Uh, we have oh, a... I'm... Oh, I... I what, what were you saying, Andy? Nothing. I can't wait to hear this clip. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We love you. Hang on. For you, Andy, we have a pair of run-up engagement passes to see No Time to Die. That's nice. James Bond mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist, and it turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. It's in theaters on Friday. Bit your ass. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Mark next. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good, Mark. We're playing yes or no, and you get buddied up with Casey. Oh, hey. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Good you. Okay, so you want good, tri- you. <laughs> good you. You want pass to see Trevor Noah. Okay, is it yes or no? I'm going to take a 50-50 chance and say yes. Oh, oh, no. no. He put a 
subtle clue in there. You said a light no. Yeah. yeah. You missed it. But thank you, Mark. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, up next is Steve with Steve. Hey! Yeah. Such an exotic hey, name. Hey, what's up, man, Steve? <laughs> All right, Steve. Is it yes or no? I'm going to say yes. Nice. Yes! Yes! Sometimes just a little hint, little inflection can do it, and you got this. And you have a pair of tickets to see Trevor Noah Saturday, October 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now, and all the details can be found at WMMR.com. And Marissa is so fast, she already got the clip. Andy! <laughs> there you go. Is this a game? Do we actually, re- should we release this? Because people are curious on how to play it at all. Yeah, home. Steve, I think they're going to work on home versions yeah, of the game yeah. uh, for people. And what's great is uh, smiling on the box is Kathy Romano. Yeah. <laughs> right on the cover, and she gets to play with yeah. Bobby next. Hey, Bobby. Hi, how's it going? Good, Bobby. All right, you playing with Kathy. All right, Bobby, okay. go, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! You get a prize. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say it right here. Kathy is the goat of yes or no. I agree. Everybody wins. (laughs) All right, Bobby, uh, you have a pair of tickets to see Trevor Noah. That's going to be Saturday, October 16th at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now. You can get all the details at WMMR.com. Let's make Kathy the most associated <laughs> member of the show with <laughs> this, game. this game and have her on the on the box and everything. Yep, I agree. Uh, we will go, In fact, somebody could design up a, uh, <laughs> a, a promo photo. That'd be great. We'll go to Missy next. Hi, Missy. Hello. All right, Missy, you get to play with Nick McElwain. You ready? Yes. All right, Missy. Is it going to be yes or no? This game is stupid. <laughs> no. Oh, she's wrong. Oh, sorry. Yes. Nick, you don't even know how to play. You just let them win. <laughs> yeah. You don't tell them no. You. I don't have get never a prize changed the board, Kathy. It's, it's yes every single time I hold it up. Well, now that we've given it away, but that's just exactly practice. someone who's going to change it would say. Yeah. Right. I guess it's just the, it's the 50-50 nature of this, isn't it? There are 50 ways it could be yes and 50 ways it could be no, right? Right, right. I don't know. Uh, we will go next to Buddy. Hey, Buddy. Hey, what's up? All right, Buddy. Playing yes or no, it's you and me. I'm holding up my sign. Does it say yes or does it say and no? Yes. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, it's right there. It's a no. Incorrect. Yeah. yeah. All right. Just we, lobbed it right in there. We will go next to <laughs> Josh. What? Well, he wanted to win a time to kill. We don't have that to give away. That was the prize up there. It says time to kill. Okay. All right. Well, then it worked out. Yeah. Uh, well, Josh and you get to play this one, Casey. All right. Josh, yes or no? Hello? Yes. Yeah. You're on the air, Josh. Hey, okay. All right. Is it yes or no? It's going to be a yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is. It still shocks me. All right, here's what we got for you. Let's go! All right, here it is. A pair of passes to see Universal's Halloween Kills. It's from executive producer John Carpenter, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. And this is going to be on Tuesday, October 12th at uh, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. It's in theaters and streaming only on Peacock on October 15th, rated R. Casey, about how many more of these should we do? Let's, uh, we got to wrap it up. Let's go one more round. One One more more round. round. All right, we'll go around the room. So five left to go. Look at how much product we're moving, though. It's amazing. It's what we need to do. All right, we have, it says shawl. Is your name Shawl? Yes, sir. Shawl. Oh, nice. Very cool. Well, you and Steve get to play, Shawl. All right, Shawl. Is it yes 
or no? Uh, I'm going to go with yes because Steve is full of positive. Oh, oh no. Oh, my God. Did you, did you hear what I just did? Oh, I appreciate it, Shaw. But I kind of... I gave a little subtle clue there by, like, when I said no over the course of 31 minutes. Right. All right, we'll go next to uh, Mark. Hey, Mark. Ah, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. Dirk, do you want to play with Kathy? Sure. Okay, of course sure. he does. He knows he's going to win. <laughs> All right, Mark, what is it? I'm going to go with yes. How about you? You know what? I hate to say it, but I think people have Kathy's number. <laughs> All right, here's what we got for Mark. Uh, what do we got? A pair of tickets to see Trevor Now It's going to be Saturday, October 16th, Wells Fargo Center. All the details are at WMMR.com. Right. Three left, and that's it, guys. Three left. All right, we'll go to, uh, let's get Grant on. Hello there, Grant. Hey, guys. Get Zook. Get Zook, sir. You get to play with Nick. All right, Grant, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Grant. I hope you've been listening this whole time. Yes or no? Why say yes when it feels so good to say no? <gasps> Grant, you're wrong. No. Oh, always go with your first, right, Preston? Not a Tommy Boy line, but that's incorrect, sir. I'm sorry. Nick, did you do yes every single time? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, we will go next to Steve. Hey there, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good, man. Feeling very positive about this game right now. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you think I'm holding up a yes or a no? No. Oh, oh my God! Oh, Did you hear the clue? He said, I'm feeling very positive about oh this game. Okay. Sometimes I'll give you a clue, sometimes not. But yeah. Casey <laughs> is the last one. All right. And we're going to go to Jim, our final contestant. Hey, Jim. Oh, my Lord, it's a fire. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's a fire. Okay. All right, Jim. What the f- is that? I'm going to turn this over to Casey. All right, Jim, I'm holding up a yes sign. Is it yes or no? <laughs> it's a yes. Oh, my God. And here's what we got for you, Jim. All right, Jim, we have passes to see. It's run of engagement passes to see No Time to Die, James Bond's mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. It is in theaters on Friday. Nice. Another great round of the greatest game ever created. Yes or no, friends. We have a lot of prizes away. And don't worry, we'll do it again sometime in the near future. Um, I want us to take a break, guys. We've got a couple things coming up, including your next opportunity to win. It's not as easy. Well, it's easy to add, to get into. A little bit more of a 50-50 shot, but listen, $500 is what we're giving away and is for MMR's money clip. So hang in there. It'll be up as well as a bizarre file when we get back. Stay with us. Out for Hunger is coming soon, Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families struggling with food insecurity. With the Camp Out Business Challenge, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to get involved and make a difference. Donate the most food and the Preston and Steve show will be headed to your place of business and do their show live for your employees. Prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including a live Pierre Robert broadcast from your business and a $20,000 advertising campaign on MMR for your company. It's great team building for your staff and goes a long way to accomplish the Fill Abundance mission. Drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. 
Go to WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge with 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Before we get into uh, the Bizarre File, I want to point this out that uh, yesterday was the 35th anniversary of the debut of the television show Double Dare. Yeah. And our good friend Mark Summers has been by here on many, many, many occasions. Shut He's the f- up. <laughs> uh he's been one of our uh most frequent guests over the years, I think. He's, he's awesome. He's and great to talk to, and when we need help from him, he's in he's there. He'll do it uh anytime. He honored us one evening here locally, Preston, when he had us MC and, and bring him on when his documentary film by the way, which is great about his life, yeah. uh, was, where were we at? Was he the TLA? No, it was at the, uh, the Trocadero. Trocadero, okay. Yeah, which was awesome. Uh, and Marissa has put together a, uh, a photo album of great Double Dare moments on the Preston and Steve show. Awesome. And also Dunkle Dare. When, yeah. we, were, when we were there for that. Marissa and I... Shut the f- uh, ...faced off one year. Did any of you guys do Dunkle Dare? No. No, it was just... Well, just you guys. One? Uh, which was hilarious and so much fun. That's uh, where that scream came from. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't the time that I was here, yeah. but yes, that's from Dunkle there for sure. The shut the F up. <laughs> <laughs> which is Mark. He had he told people not to shout out answers. Right. And, uh, and somebody did, and he just... Shut the f*** up! He said... <laughs> the host of Double Dare. And it's just, yeah. it projects oh, yeah. so well. It just cuts right through the audience. <laughs> uh, so there's some really cool pictures of people making a mess. Of course, uh, Drunk Day, Casey and Nick, it passed out. Casey's passed out in the, in the, in the swimming pool was, full of stunning. ice cream. <laughs> oh, my God. So much fun. So if you would like to take a look at that, it's at PrestonandSteve.com. I mean, all, all at every level, potential career killers, but we managed to get through it. We did. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, brought to you by WPHL TV. Young Sheldon joins the Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night every night is on PHL 17. I'll lead with the disturbing story, and then I'll move on to some other stuff, okay? Right. But I couldn't not put this in the bizarre file. It was just too messed up. A man allegedly killed his brother and sister-in-law in their home last week because his brother, a pharmacist, yeah. was administering COVID-19 vaccines, according to charging documents. Uh, Jeffrey Burnham told his mother he had to confront his older brother, Brian Robinette, uh, because he was poisoning people by administering the COVID-19 vaccine telling his mother, Brian knows something. Uh, he is being held without bond in Allegheny County, where he's charged with stabbing Rebecca Reynolds to death inside her home. Police have said he took her car and fled to Elcott City, where a day later he killed Robinette and his wife, Kelly Sue Robinette, and he faces first and second degree murder charges. Uh, Burnham was captured in uh, West Virginia following an 18-hour search. Uh, he told another unnamed person uh, that his brother was killing people with a COVID shot. Uh, and uh, Evelyn Burnham called police twice last week because of her son's mental stability after he made statements about the FBI being after them both. Uh, she told police in one call that their son lived with her and kept a security system in his bedroom at their home. So clearly he was uh, off his rocker. Yeah, he was ready to go yeah. eventually. That was messed up. All right, lighter but very weird. Something strange happened after a massive monsoon rainstorm hit uh, Wapatki, Arizona, uh, about an hour north of Flagstaff. So hundreds 
of small alien-looking creatures surfaced in the standing water seemingly out of nowhere. These creatures turned out to be something called triops, or what they call dinosaur shrimp. Have you heard their sound? No. So triops is Latin for three eyes. And these creatures, ancestors, go back even further than the dinosaurs. You know, it reminds me of the fish in The Simpsons, Preston. Right, with the The three three eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, fossil records indicate these crustaceans evolved over 350 million years ago during the Devonian period and have remained relatively unchanged in external morphology. They they appeared after the storm swimming around a temporary lake created in the uh, ceremonial ball court at uh, Wapatki National Monument. Now, uh, Lauren Carter, the lead interpretation ranger at the monument, said, "Uh, we knew there was water in the ball court. We weren't expecting anything living in it. Then a visitor came up and said, hey, you have tadpoles in your ball court. Turns out they weren't tadpoles. Carter said after scooping up with one, uh, one in her hand that the tri- uh, triops look like little mini horseshoe crabs with three eyes. And they actually turned out uh, they were triops whose eggs can lay dormant for decades in the desert until they're rehydrated. So isn't this amazing that they, this, they had no idea this was existing? They're like sea monkeys. Yeah. Uh, and they put on little uh, plays for you and wear crowns, Preston. But they're seahorses <laughs> forever. But they're a lot bigger than those. They can huh. like uh, they're, they're like the size of like a quarter oh, or something wow. like that. So yeah. once rehydrated, the cyst split open. The embryo is released. The embryo will develop into a metanopolis within several hours and begin filter feeding. So it becomes Greek. Uh, the I don't know. The first three pairs of appendages uh, are typically well developed. In the uh, metanopoli, oh. and segmentation is already apparently in the abdomen. So it's pretty wild. These these things will remain in stasis uh, for a long, long time. And then when they're hit with the rain, yeah. the cysts are reanimated. The majority of the crustaceans' life cycles must occur within the time allotted by ephemeral ponds. Uh, it's just wild. It's got to be beautiful to watch those cysts blow open. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know. All right, uh, let's see. All right, how about this? This is messed up, too. Um, A young Washington woman suffered burns to most of her body when she tried to pull her dog out of a hot spring in Yellowstone National Park. This story just horrifies me. Yeah, the 20-year-old whose uh, name or hometown were not identified was traveling with her dog and her father when they stopped Monday in the vicinity of Fountain Flat Drive. When they got out of the vehicle to look around, the dog jumped out of the car and jumped in to Maiden's Grave Spring. I guess it's the type of dog who likes water and jumped into this scalding hot... She should have been aware. She should have been aware. Uh, the father pulled his daughter out of the spring and well, she she jumped in yeah. after the oh dog. Yeah, so uh, the father pulled his daughter out of the spring and drove her to West Yellowstone, Montana for treatment. Uh, Yellowstone Rangers provided uh, the initial care to the woman who sustained burns from her feet to her shoulders. Mm. Uh, she was then transported to the burn center in eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. No further information given her condition. Uh, the father managed to pull the dog out of the spring and planned to take it to a veterinarian. Uh, Maiden's Grave Spring is a what they call a gently boiling pool surrounded by a log rail fence that lies near the west side of the Firehole River. Uh, this is the second significant injury in one of the park's thermal areas this year. The first occurred in September at Old Faithful, 
when a 19-year-old woman from Rhode Island suffered a second and third degree burns to 5% of her body. So The thing is, there's no shortage of signs around there, you know, and, and yet yeah. people, I think because it looks so benign. Oh, it kind of looks like hot tubs yeah, sometimes. They you know, don't you, realize. You look at that Grand Prismatic Spring, and it's this gorgeous-looking uh, piece of water, and you, you look at it and you think, oh, I can touch that or I well, can at least approach it, and you just can't. To be honest, Nick, even some of those that, that the steam isn't coming off of, but they're hot, they look blue, yeah. yeah, and they look they look like a turquoise, and they look like they would be actually kind of cool. Go for a dip, yeah, it's and some odd degrees, yeah. So it's very very dangerous, obviously. All right, here's a uh, here's a tale of uh, people helping someone out. Nick, this will actually speak to your condition. Uh, a family on a trip to see the fall foliage in Colorado turned to, uh, into a rescue mission when they came across an injured man. On Sunday, Matthew Myers and his wife, Karen, and their two young sons, Cameron and Jackson, took a day trip from Denver to uh, Guanella Pass, a scenic uh, byway through the Rocky Mountains. And this time of year, visitors come to see uh, the changing trees. Uh, the Myers traveled down a curvy road on their way home when Karen asked her husband to... Uh, pull over so they could take a quick selfie with the foliage in the background. And as they posed for the photo, a man approached to say there was a hiker pretty badly injured about a mile and a half up the trail. He asked if they had a phone or if they had service, and they did not. Uh, Myers is a hunter. He knew that as it got darker, it could be harder to rescue the injured man. He said it was about 6.15. It's going to get dark, and in the mountains, everything changes when it gets dark. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> temperature drops. Animals come out. So he told the man there was a cabin up the road. They probably had a phone with service, and then... After getting his family in the vehicle, Myers took off on the trail to see if he could help rescue this guy. A group of hikers uh, were already there trying to help him, and they had to figure out a way to try and move him. He was in his 70s, and it was a steep and rough terrain. He said uh, he had a lot of blood that left his left arm. It was on his leg and on his side, and we couldn't just leave him there. They tried carrying the hiker from the ravine back to the trail, but it became very treacherous. So they had to build a stretcher. And uh, they used narrow tree branches, a belt, and shoelaces, and they were able to build a stretcher, get this guy on it, and they said uh, the care that he received was instrumental to his survival. That's amazing, uh, but group, if they had to spend a little more time, they could have built a helicopter. Uh, the group traveled about half a mile down the trail when they were uh, uh, met by the district's fire rescue team. <laughs> the man suffered uh, from severe traumatic injury from wow. the fall. And was bleeding significantly as well as very hypothermic. Uh, the Canyon Fire and Rescue said they wanted to personally thank those five bystanders. That's amazing. That helped save that man and assisted the rescue team in carrying him down to the waiting ambulance. The injured hiker was uh, transported to the hospital. He's expected to survive. That's right near where I broke my leg. No uh, kidding. Two or three years ago. And I, I wonder if he encountered the same fire and rescue team that I did. Probably. Uh, Alpine right? Search and Rescue came and got me off of that mountain. So, yeah. Th- yeah. Those people are trained to do that. They are... Miracle workers. They're so guy, impressive. That guy was well into the trail, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was, they said about a mile and a half up. Right. So I, I we a, need a list of places where you've been injured so we'll yeah, know that yeah. when these <laughs> stories coincide with... This is uh, Nick's, Nick Fell Rock. <laughs> and this Nick, is Nick Almost Died Ravine. Nick my, Fell yeah, Rock. My brother Josh went and saw the rock that broke my leg uh, right near Guanella oh Pass in, in Beerstadt. Yeah. My, oh. brother, my brothers and I named... Uh, not, not Nick Fell Rock. It's uh, F.U. Rock. Yeah. And yeah. this is Nick's Concussion Waterfall. Yep, that's uh, that's in Washington State. This is in Colorado. There's lots of places out west to visit. I like the sound of Nick Fell Rock. <laughs> that's actually because you know it's like crocodile rock. Felling is like a you yeah. know felling a tree or sure. something like that. So it has kind of a foresty, outdoorsy feel. Nick Fell Rock. Nick Fell. And they don't need to know the story no, that no, Nick no, no, fell no. by the rock. Nick <laughs> Fell Rock. I'll tell tale. <laughs> 
right, what am I doing here? Is this uh, an announcement? Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to announce it around 10. We can oh, either yeah. do it right now or... We, we should do it right back. now. Okay. Yeah, because tickets are on it's sale. It's 10 or No, they're not on sale. They go on sale uh, tomorrow at 10. Not tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Okay. Uh, they go on sale. Uh, this is pretty badass. This show announcement, Saturday, September 3rd of next year at Citizens Bank Park. So you know it's a big one. Oh, yeah. Red Hot Chili Pepper. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. In that venue. They can fill it. They did a teaser a little while back. Uh, Maybe it was last week of... uh, them announcing a tour, but they didn't yes. say when or where or any of that stuff. So it's, they uh, were they were doing the news crew, uh, and along with that will be the Strokes and Thundercat. Uh, so tickets go on sale <laughs> a week from tomorrow, and you want to listen uh, to win tickets this weekend. I'm not wow. giving them away now. Our phone lines are lit up. They're, we're not giving them away now, but we're going to be doing a weekend, and there will be double shots every hour from the uh, featured artist, Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, and then you. Listen to win tickets. You know, it's funny. When I heard tell that this show was coming to town, I couldn't help but think back of when I first was made aware of yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And if you would have told me that this band was going to be playing stadium shows, yeah. I would have said, you're out of your freaking mind. Uh, you I thought, liked them. Yeah. But I thought they, they were too goofy. Small venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but here they are, and uh, they're outstanding. We should see if we could get Chad Smith back on, because, yeah. man, did I enjoy talking to him. He was great. Him. Yeah. He was great. Uh, when we had him on. So, again, Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes and Thundercat, and that is going to be <laughs> Saturday, September 3rd of next year, obviously, at Citizens Bank Park, and tickets are going to go on sale a week from Friday uh, at 10 a.m., so that's the 15th via Ticketmaster. And don't forget, we're going to have a full weekend uh, here of the MM Artist Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we'll have a chance for you to win tickets all weekend long. WMMR.com for the complete details. And on that note, we will take a break and come back in a second, and we will get to the lesson question trash and music news. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Mainly clouds through the day. Uh, similar to yesterday, 75 are high. Tomorrow, close to 80. Clouds continue. Uh, and then we cool off quite a bit. Saturday, our high will only be around 70 degrees. Same, same thing on Sunday as well. We might get some rain uh, creeping in at the tail end of the weekend. So uh, plan those plans. Plan those plans? Plan those plans. Uh, accordingly. Tote uh, that barge. Lift that bail. We are going to ask a lesson question. And we're going to give away a $50 gift card to Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant if we, if you... Uh, can answer this. Let's see. How about this? Uh, let's go with a man in Taiwan was reimbursed for a centipede bite on his groin. What sound did he make when it happened? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. 
Man in Taiwan was reimbursed for a centipede bite on his groin. Jeez. And what sound did he make when it happened? 215-263-WMMR. Call us right about now. We'll do the trash while you're doing that. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Revivalist Spirits. Voted USA Today's top craft gin distillery. Offers online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. Uh, use the promo code PRESTON for 10% off your purchase. RevivalistSpirits.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, an elite investigative team of police detectives and military intelligence officers have identified the notorious Zodiac Killer of Northern California as one Gary Francis Post. Post, who has been dead for three years, miraculously confessed to the crime as they manually move the jawbone up and down. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg responding to whistleblower allegations that Facebook puts profits over people, saying it, quote, doesn't make any sense. Zuckerberg says the compassion and empathy were parts of his last firmware update. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, CNN's uh, Jake Tapper admitting that he and Monica Lewinsky went on a date years ago when she appeared as a guest on his show Monday night. Tapper blames himself for there never being a second date, saying she was completely lovely, but he was really hoping for a Hummer. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, we shall see if you know the answer to this question. A uh, man in Taiwan was reimbursed for a centipede bite on his groin, and what sound did he make when it happened? We will go to Chrissy. Hi there, Chrissy. Hi. All right, Chrissy, what sound did he make when he was bitten? Yee! Yee! <laughs> that was good. Hang on, Chrissy. We're going to set you up with a $50 gift card to one of our favorite places, Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant. Iron Hill Brewery's top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers are now available everywhere craft beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a retailer near you. Let's get on to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. That is brought to you by Iron Hill Breweries. Top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers are now available everywhere. Craft beer is sold locally, like I just said a second ago. And you can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder, and you can find a retailer near you. So Dave Grohl is out promoting uh, some stuff, his book and everything, and he thrilled fans with a mini-concert on the 5th, so just two days ago at Manhattan's Town Hall. Ultimate Class Rock reported Dave, who was promoting his new memoir, The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music, actually played drums along to uh, Nevermind uh, tracks, Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh, or at least that track, and also uh, some acoustic, uh, as well as acoustic readings of his Foo Fighters gems, My Hero and Everlong. Acoustic readings? Readings. Um, He is reading reading from... I don't know. Hell with it. But... Reading is acoustic when you're when you're speaking it aloud. Anyway, not unless you read through a gazoo. I, I guess so. But it sounds like performances, maybe, is what they were going for of my hero and Everlong. Uh, Foo Fighters uh, will next perform October twenty second in Atlanta. They're playing the Shaky Knees Festival. You don't think you read the lyrics to the song without playing along, right? I, mean, I don't think so. Maybe they're ah hell. Oh, hell. <laughs> Uh, Buck Cherry lead singer Josh Todd said that he noticed a real difference in crowds attending their shows post-COVID. He said, I feel a lot of energy. There's all kinds of things going on. I think people are struggling, honestly. They're tired of being corralled. Uh, When we finally hit the stage and it's on, people, uh, their enthusiasm is a different level. 
He said, I just read about the biggest pandemic in the world, uh, it, uh, that it's the biggest pandemic in world history now. It surpassed the 1918 flu pandemic. It's brutal, and we're still going to have to be very careful and stay on top of this for some time to come. And I know that's just a drag for people to hear. Uh, by the way, uh, COVID-19 did force Buck Cherry to postpone a few weeks of tour dates uh, when two band members had tested positive. Uh, their latest album, Hellbound, was released in June. Paul Stanley believes that uh, Kiss's ongoing uh, and oft-delayed end-of-the-road tour will be done a little over a year from now. Uh, prior to the delays caused by the pandemic, Kiss had set a July 17, 2021 end date for the band's final tour. Uh-huh. Uh, but they've been forced to push the final show back. Uh, he said, I believe strongly by the beginning of 2023 we will be finished. Uh, it's a different time than we had pondered farewell tours in the past. Uh, the fact is that uh, physically it's incredibly demanding to do what we do. It's very taxing. He went on to say, there's really no thought about changing our minds. He said, it has nothing to do with personalities in the band or tensions or difference of opinion or musicality. It's purely practical. Not at all. He said, you can't beat the clock, but ultimately the clock wins. And uh, he's turning 70 in January, and he's recently battled back against COVID. He explained saying, look, we played recently in Austin, an outdoor show, 100% humidity. We're running around for two-plus hours, not only with guitars, but I've got... 30 plus pounds of gear on. Yeah. He said, and there's a point where you go, you know what? This is more challenge than I want. And I only want to do this for as long as I can do it smiling. And I get that. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, absolutely. They put on the big show. They bring it. Uh, regarding the final date of the tour, he said, it seems only natural to be in New York. Uh, that is where the band started. And that was really the background for the band getting together and writing these songs and uh, played loft parties and played clubs, starting with an audience, probably a 10 people. How old? It seems we should go full circle. How old is Gene Simmons? It's a good question. Uh, so he's 70, I want to say Stanley. he's older, but... Let's, I don't know. I might be <laughs> incorrect about that. You don't know well. No, at, I don't. At some point, yeah. you, you may forget. I forgot. Uh, he's 72. All right. Yeah. So he's just he's got a couple of years I'm on also that. six feet two, and my full name is Chaim Weitz. Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hang we out. We are Kiss it's, and I am Heim White. It's time to give it up. In the KISS documentary, the Kistery, uh he he speaks directly to yes. that. His yeah. name he's like, There's no way this is no way. Name. <laughs> yeah. Uh he changes it. And I forgot where he got the idea from it, but they they explain it all in that um in that special, which is really good. One last story, John Mellencamp revealed to uh the Indianapolis Monthly that in addition to recently recording he and Bruce Springsteen actually painted together. He said, Bruce and I have done two paintings together. This is my house, and this is the smoke coming out of the chimney, and this is me and my family holding hands, uh, and that's a D. He said, we have a... That's a turkey. I made it with my hands. <laughs> he said, we have a painting uh, that we worked on for two days straight. Yeah. Uh, he said, he painted one side, I painted the other. That's the whole... And he also said... Bruce had never painted at all, and he was really good, really into it. Have he's, you seen any of Mellencamp's stuff? stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's it's he's really good. He, yeah, he's accomplished. I now, Jerky looks better. I don't know if he does like you know realistic stuff or right. not, but he he definitely does some some cool impressionistic. Yeah, it yeah. might be considered impressionistic. Lose excess paint, and it blends all this together. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Yeah, we're painting mountains as you know. We always want the top of the mountain to be more distinct than the bottom of the mountain. Because at the bottom, 
we had mist, and now we have wonderful pollution. So before I knew that I had ASMR, right, and I was a teenager, I would sit there with Bob Ross on, you know, a, smoke yeah. a little herb and, and just sit there and Get just lost. absolutely zone out into it and have no idea why I liked him so much. Did you ever... Um Get inspired to attempt to paint along with him? Oh God, no. Okay, I'm t- I, I have no artistic ability whatsoever. I, as at, at a younger age, I had tried. I had a yeah. friend who uh, who was a decent artist, and he gave me a canvas and a, and Steve. There was a house with chimney coming out of it, and Daisy and the family. I mean, it was just terrible. It was a horrible <laughs> curly smoke coming oh, out. Yeah, 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 just bad. The, the sun in the yeah, corner, yeah, with you know, the lines the, coming out. Yeah, yeah. With the rays hey, coming son, out, you can't see the whole sun, but it's a quarter. Uh, anyhow, he said uh, he was. He said about Bruce. He said I was surprised at how hard he tried. Uh, he was like, "How do you do this, John? How do you make this, this work?" Is terrible. Uh, we're trying to it stinks. I can't draw. <laughs> Why did you make me do this? I don't want to do it. This is stupid. He's so mad. <laughs> like a little kid. I can't draw. This is stupid. I tried to draw a cat. Why did you make me do this? <laughs> God damn it. He just starts stamping in that. Don't uh, want that. In one spot. Play with a ball. Stupid <laughs> paint. He would say. I told you I don't want to do this. He would say, hey, John, how do you do this? How do I make this work? It's stupid. He said, we're it trying. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not good. No, you are. I'm not. No, you are. I don't like this. Trust me. It looks good. It's not that bad. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing a tantrum. Yeah. He's rather... <laughs> You'd rather go outside and play. Yeah. You've yeah. never done this before. Cut yourself some slack. I can't. <laughs> I'm stupid. You're not stupid, Bruce. You're just stupid. You just need to work a little can't harder. Be. I want I want some milk. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. We'll go get some milk and then we'll try this again right. later. Okay. Uh bring, bring it in the purple cup. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's important to a kid. Oh, of yeah. course. Uh, he said, we're trying to, to figure out how to sell it and give the money to charity. Uh, he said, but I was proud of him. Huh. Uh, he went after it. Do very, I get a gold star? Very you, proud of you. I know, but you don't like it because you didn't put it on the refrigerator. <laughs> so you say things that are not true. Oh, my God. If you liked it a lot, you would put it on the refrigerator and you did. I'm bringing it And then work. you make me feel stupid. <laughs> I was so busted the, oh, wow. from the refrigerator to the trash can. What, why is this in here? I was like, oh, my, that was a mistake. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It must have come off with some of the other stuff. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You. I keep Liar. that stuff. Kathy throws it away. Chase, come over to my house. We'll appreciate it. God, that's funny. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the, uh, not the bizarre file. God, what is wrong with me? When we come back, right? Yeah, we've we've just we changed our minds. Uh-oh. We haven't officially inducted you guys yet, and we have changed our minds. 
Uh, <laughs> when we come back, we will uh, get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and we'll check in with Pierre and tell you what's coming up tomorrow and all that stuff. We'll be right back. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Beginning Monday, November 1st at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Red Hot Chili Peppers on 93.3 WMMR. We just announced that they are coming to Philadelphia and they're playing Citizens <laughs> Bank Park. Uh, this show will be in September of next year, Saturday, September 3rd, and tickets go on sale a week from tomorrow at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And we are going to be giving away tickets this weekend, and you just need to tune in. There's going to be double shots every hour <clears throat> from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and opportunities to grab those tickets. So. so they have a big sound suited for a stadium. They have a big kinetic stage show. Oh, yeah. I think it'll work out well. Yeah. And along with them will be the Strokes and... Thundercat, uh, by the way. So uh, just heads up on that. You can go to com if you need more details. And Chad Smith is a really good painter, is he not? <laughs> yeah, he's an artist. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> uh, I want to thank our guest, Miss Pat, for being on yeah. the show today. And uh, she's going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. One show tonight, two shows on Friday and Saturday. Details at punchlinephilly.com and tickets available there as well. Pierre Robert is, of course, here today, about ready to take over for us. And good day. Good day, sir. Uh, shall we take care of our business first and do I, your letter? Yes. All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh! Ooh. Wow. As in... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my balls. Uh, We have a $300 prize to give away, brought to you by the Bagster. Yeah. A dumpster in a bag. Uh, Perfect for all the home improvement cleanups you need. Just one pickup. Just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. (laughs) Buy, fill, and gone. And That's right. One more day to go. Take it to the Slauson Cutoff. We will give that away. Cut off your Slauson. That's an old, old Carson joke. It's an old Carson. Yeah. Well, that T-Time whole, movie. The T-Time movie. Yeah. But that voice. Nihil. That, oh, God. it's it's <laughs> It brings me right back to Johnny. Yeah. I love Until Johnny. you get to the fork in the road. Yes. Yeah. And what was Car- Carol Wayne? Was that the... Yeah, Carol Wayne. You, the, do you remember Carol Wayne Preston? She was sort of a big, busty... Um, she always played the... Uh, the dim-witted blonde. I'll she bet if I saw her, I yeah, would, you'd remember her. Not by name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember those Carson days. She was a Tea Time movie, right, 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 gal, right, or whatever. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was quite something. There's Wait. a picture of her. Yeah, Wait, that's not the chick oh, yeah. from uh, the I, toy, is it? No, okay. th- you're thinking of uh, Teresa Ganzel. No, oh, I liked her. Yes. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah, yeah. Big-breasted blonde women here on the Pierre Robert Show. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bring them in. Come on in, girls. I got a stable. I travel with my harem. 
Drink up tonight, boys, because tomorrow we ride. Anyway, what's up on the show, dude? Uh, we'll have STP tickets again. We've got money possibilities at noon and two with the uh, big dip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> money clip? The big yeah. dip? The big, the big dip money clip. The big dip money clip. You know it? Yeah. I don't. I remember it every day, but when I come in to talk to you, I never remember the name of the contest. It's the big dip money clip. It's, it's not big... written down in front of you when you're in here. That's why. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. I have to look. We've done My... it so many different. We had so many different names I, well, for we, the damn thing. It, it, honesty is so brutal, uh-huh. and yet. Truthful and funny. <laughs> you know what? Though a lot of times, and it's it's our default mechanism. So, so it's like with GPS. Like sometimes I go to a place oh. that, I, that I've gone to a thousand times. I'll still put on the GPS. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, it's it's just I just better make sure. <laughs> Uh, even and then you get lazy if you've had it in front of you all the time. I, I'm not going to remember this because this is always going to be here. You know, Steve, I don't know how to get to my brother's house. <laughs> no, come on. I put it in my GPS. Right. Yeah. He's lived there for about two years. Yeah, and every time, I mean, listen, if I didn't have my phone, I could probably. But every yeah. time I go for whatever reason, I put it in the jam GPS. Yeah, if, if it's got more than three turns, I'm not going to remember how to get there. Come on. Also on the program, we will have workforce blocks of. Weezer and uh, Lincoln Park and for John Mellencamp's birthday um, we will uh, show some paintings of him and Bruce (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but uh, I'm going to play that song that you gave a sample of I think last Uh, week uh, Uh, I like uh, it yeah I liked it too with him and Bruce, yeah. yeah. John uh, uses that, like I, that sound sounds very lonesome jubilee to me, which yes. is now my adore. Yes. and that I don't know what the the, uh, the horns or whatever it is that gets that sort of sound or that accordion or whatever he's using, right. but it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, that touch of again, this guy Americana, you yeah. could say uh, that that he's added uh, about that time in his career is is a wonderful touch and really helps to you know uh, signal his songs as incredibly different and special. That song, check it out. Great song. Oh my god, beautiful oh, song. Oh, oh, yeah. I love that too. I love yeah. check it out. Well, yeah. we'll put that in for you, Steve. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Cool. All right, there you have it. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show. is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, uh, Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And uh, Six Flags, a fright fest presented by Snickers. Snickers. And uh, tickets as low as thirty-four ninety-nine at sixflags.com. Tomorrow is a Friday. That means no sad bro. Yeah. It also means... Uh, David Boreanaz will be on the program, and uh, comedian Margaret Cho will be joining wow, that's us. That's awesome. That yeah, should be great. So uh, we'll wrap it up in fine fashion. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. From perfect presents to savoring the season, the holidays are happening at Lowe's Winterfest. Save on gifts for your favorite DIYer, like $80 off a DeWalt 2-Tool 20-Volt Max Brushless Drill Kit. Was $229, now $149. Or a Craftsman 6-Gallon Air Compressor. Was $129, now $99. Find it all at Lowe's, in-store or online. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. 
While supplies last, U.S. only. Vow to 12A.